Um, and hello, I'm not leaving that in. Hang on. Please leave that in. Fantastic. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 20 of the Intermission Podcast, the show where two film students discuss classic, iconic, and obscure films from times gone by. We are your hosts, Oscar W. Fitchett. I'm Robbie Tweedale. I'm also here again. Uh, I want to uh, clarify a few things, as I always do before we get going into this. Uh, mm. First of all, I want to say this right off the bat. If uh, you can all hear, if my audio isn't great, if it's a little bit echoier, and then it usually is. Um, it's because I am not in my home currently uh, at the time of recordings. I am currently in Norfolk, so um, I, so I'm uh, so I'm I'm not in house to be recording this. And the, the lodge is the roof is higher than uh, my bedroom, my living room, should I say? I don't recall because the room. roof is trees. He is in the woods. I'm literally <laughs> in the woods right now, <laughs> sleeping in the woods for about a week and a half. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't hate it. Um, <laughs> where'd Oscar go? He ran away to the Norfolk Woods. Oh, the resort. No. Oh, no literal no, no. Norfolk Woods. Literally the woods. <laughs> Would that be a story if someone said that to you? Would you be surprised? No, I wouldn't. Because I'd, I'd be like, yeah, he likes fish. I, I just, I, well, I don't know. I imagine, like, the first image that came to my head is you, like, crouched next to a river, like, catching salmon or whatever. You know, like a bear. With, like, a wooden spear or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's what came to mind straight away. Um, so yeah, that's that. In case if you're wondering if there's a little bit of an echo, if you're listening on the podcast yeah. platforms, that's why. Uh, if you're wondering why my audio is still bad, it's because I still haven't got my fucking microphone. We did explain this, did we? Last episode, I don't know if we did. Basically, no, we did uh, I've been saying to Oscar for weeks now. Don't worry about it. I'll get my microphone back next time I'm in Hartlepool. Uh, I'm going on the 4th and the 5th of September because me and Julia are at a concert in Newcastle. And I went to that concert. It was a great night. Everyone had a good time. And then I didn't get the microphone. I forgot it again. So now we've got to wait till I go back properly, which is the 19th, at which point I will be living there. So there is no excuse for me to not have a microphone. Well, also, that's another thing. Oh, I want to say that as well. When we came when we came on Zoom to do the Harakiri episode, that was meant to be the time when Robbie has microphone, and that I didn't see the blue Yeti in frame. And I went, you forgot your mic, didn't you? He went, yeah. I went, I'm not surprised. Yeah, uh, yeah not even <laughs> a little bit surprised. I just, but also, since this, is un- this has unintentionally happened with us, mm-hmm. um, whereas this is episode 20, we're at the halfway point yeah. for season three now. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah. And also what that means, by the time the next episode, the second half, we will be in person at that point, Robbie. We oh, my God. We will literally be in the same town. What <laughs> time was... to be alive. So, um, Robbie doesn't know this. I'm working on a little bit of a podcast set for when we continue the second half of season what? three. A little bit of a one. That's so, exciting. So it's Holy not, okay. it's, it's, I thought we may as well put some effort because it's like, oh, we could have just recorded it uh, on my two chairs, hmm. but the, the layout isn't quite there because they're just two chairs facing the telly and it's, they're a bit far apart. So it, it wouldn't flow yeah. a bit. So I'm working on a little bit of a set 
So oh, cool. Very good. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All fun stuff uh, yeah. on the intermission way. Uh, and also, I want to say this, there's a few things that we need to go through intro-wise before we get into this week's uh, film. Uh, the first yeah. one is I looked at a... Um, I, I every now and then go on the YouTube comments or the YouTube channel to see if we do have comments. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you hear? Is there a plane above me? Um, I can't hear anything. Okay, there's just a rumbling. I can hear a rumbling <laughs> around here. So it's an incoming bear, Oscar. Watch <laughs> out. That would be. I'm I'm right behind a window. The, if you the, get attacked <laughs> by a bear halfway through Goodfellas. <laughs> um. So I, I'm trying to find it. I, I snapped a picture of it mm. uh, because for some reason, YouTube, I uh, found it, right. I saw a little notification on YouTube saying, you got a comment. So I clicked on it. And you know, like the little preview tab thing that it does. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I could see a comment. I couldn't see mm. all of it. And when I clicked on the comment, the comment's gone from the video, but I could still see in the notification. So I could only see... I can only see, I assume, half of the comments. So I'll read okay. it. On our Way of the Dragon review, which uh, okay. I'm amazed, Robbie. Yeah. That podcast has got like nearly 30 views already. Really? So people are clearly Shit. people are clearly interested in watching a three-hour and seven-minute podcast. Maybe oh, we did well with the timing for Shang-Chi. Probably, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. But... Uh, Tacit Turn, I believe I pronounced that right, Tacit Turn commented on the video saying, great job, guys, happened upon your podcast by accident. I saw Bruce Lee and decided to stay. Glad I did. By any chance, do you take film recommendations? I wouldn't mind. And then the Are you cuts. taking the piss? <laughs> Is that where it finishes? Yes. Oh, God. Hang on, I'm going on the video to see if I can see the comment. That is so what I will say is this. Taciturn. Not fair. Yeah, I can't. I can see the notification, but I scoured through, scoured through the analytics, scoured through the settings, <laughs> did everything. I was I was one hour. I had the, I had the I had the US Open quarterfinal on in the background, and the, I was sawing that out. I blinked. Daniel Medvedev was already in the semis and I missed the game. And so, so, so we don't know, but I will say this. I'll answer the mm-hmm. question. You can throw recommendations our way. Yeah. Uh, we do have Unless a... Unless they're Green Street, in which case don't bother. Yeah, I mean, you could throw the recommendations. We're not going to do that. Mm. But for people who are wondering, we do take recommendations, whether if we end up doing it or not. It dictates our thought process in terms of what people want to see. But we yeah. do... Ca- we do... I. I currently do have a schedule of what season four might end up being. So, yeah. But so I do want to say that there, we're up for recommendations. We're up to hearing what all you want from us. Um, uh, but also, it'd probably be better if you just DM us on Instagram because we will see that. That seems to be more reliable, actually. Um, yes. Uh, that would be at the Intermission Podcast on Instagram. The link is in the description below. For that and yeah, also boy. and also in the description there are time codes for these episodes 
um, in case you want to skip about a bit. Although we are true, we are we have stream streamlined the episode yeah. a bit. Streamlining, streamlining. We're doing all right. Last week was a success, I think. I liked it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And also, uh, and also, a quick appearance from Dad Oscar. Once again, uh, links are in the description again for Mind and uh, all those links, same as last week. Uh, once again, I want to remind people who are in a tough place, you have survived your worst days. Uh, keep that in mind. Um, yeah, boy. Information in the description, whether if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or watching us on youtube and also because of that i do want to remind people if you are listening you're missing out on some good visual gags on the youtubes especially this episode yeah. we've both gone for a gag background as opposed to actually doing something to do with good fellas this you the usual format for anyone who hasn't listened before is oscar does the the actual film and i do a jokey one because ha 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 i'm so funny he <laughs> he um whereas this week we've both gone we've both gone ha ha jokey jokey he don't know what you mean. I've got, like, I've I've got, got a good fellas deep pan baked, delicious cheesy pizza up on my screen. Mean. And you have I've got good fellas. I, I don't know. <laughs> like all right, blokes. All right, lads. <laughs> Discount good fellas is what I would call it. Directed by Mario Scottedi. Um yes, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic to be to be perfectly honest. It's, it's brilliant. I'm not explaining anything about it. No, um, go watch the YouTube video if you want to see it. And also, uh, if you're new to the podcast, we go through spoilery details with these films. So mm. if you haven't seen the film, go away, come back and listen. Oh, if you don't care, stay. Who knows? But I'll be very surprised if someone hasn't seen this film, actually, because of all of our episodes, yes. of all of our episodes, Robbie, I'll say this is one of the more well-known ones, I think. Yeah, I, I would say exactly the same, to be perfectly honest. I think this this one's... Yeah, I know that. I certainly know that Leo Bradley's seen it. Let me tell you that much. We'll test him if he's actually seen this episode. Uh, and Yes, uh, well, I told him that we were doing a podcast on it today. So if he doesn't listen, then we're not friends anymore. I mean, we'll all, by, by the time this episode comes out, will we all be... I, I believe we'll all be in Hartlepool by then. I don't know. Yeah, so, I think so. Saturday 18th? Yeah. Roughly, oh, we'll, Sunday the nineteenth. I'm back. We're yeah. like, uh, we're, we'll we'll all be in the same place within the week of this podcast yeah. release. And sure. the episode and the film that we're going to be discussing, ladies and gentlemen, today is the 1990 mob biopic, Goodfellas. Uh, the film is directed by Martin Scorsese, written by Martin Scorsese and Nicholas Pileggi. Uh, it's based on Pileggi's book Wise Guys, and the film stars Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci. Lorraine Bracco and Paul Sorvino, uh, as well as many other Italian-American men. <laughs> yes, um, so many. Uh, the plot synopsis of the film, according to IMDb, is the story of Henry Hill and his life in the mob, covering his relationship with his wife, Karen Hill, and his mob partners, Jimmy Conway and Tommy DeVito, in the Italian-American crime syndicate. Uh, accolades that the film holds it has a 96% on the tomato meter and an audience score of 97%. It has an 8.7 out of 10 on IMDb, placed it at number 17 in their top 250 films of all time. And it has a score of 4.4 out of 5 stars on Letterboxd, placing it at number 19 in their top 250 films of all time. 
The film was nominated for four awards at the Venice Film Festival, including the Golden Lion, winning three of them, including the Silver Lion for Best Director for Martin Scorsese, the film critiquer Baston Bianco Award, tied with An Angel at My Table, and also won the Audience Award at the Venice Film Festival. It was nominated for one Directors Guild of America Award for Outstanding Directorial Achievement in Motion Pictures, uh, for Martin Scorsese. It was nominated for one Cesar Award for Best Foreign Film, nominated for seven BAFTA Awards, including Best Cinematography for Michael Ballhaus and uh, Best Actor for Robert De Niro, winning five BAFTAs, including Best Adapted Screenplay uh, for Scorsese and Pelleggi, uh, Best Costume Design for Richard Bruno, Best Editing for Thelma Schumacher, Best Directed for Scorsese, and Best Film it was nominated for five Golden Globes, including Best Screenplay, Best Supporting Actor for Joe Pesci, Best Supporting Actress for Lorraine Bracco, Best Director for Martin Scorsese, and Best Drama Picture. And it was nominated for six Academy Awards, including Best Film Editing for Thelma Schumacher, Best Adapted Screenplay for Scorsese and Pelleggi, Best Supporting Actress for Lorraine Bracco, Best Director for Martin Scorsese, Best Picture, and it won one Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for Joe Pesci, who has one of my favourite acceptance speeches of all time. I don't think I've seen it. It's literally, he walks on stage, he grabs the award, he goes, thank you very much, and then walks off. <laughs> Classic. Classic what a, Pesci. What a, what, a, what a G. What a what guy. A, what a G, as the kids say. Yes, I am down with kids. What a excellent man. So <laughs> I don't sure I feel I'm not sure I feel about the pause there. That's all right. It's, just, it's like what an excellent man. So and <laughs> um, so our um so good fellas. Uh the first Moscow mm. says he film we're covering on the intermission, uh, which yeah. makes me think how is it taken so long but i mean we've, we've done a few others anyway hmm. um and here we are uh, this is definitely not the first time i've seen goodfellas uh this is, i couldn't tell you how many times I, oh I, I actually i'm actually not sure if i've seen this film as many times as i thought i did this might only be the third time i've seen the film third or fourth maybe i want to say third actually uh because i saw I one i saw it once uh, and then I watched it again when I showed my girlfriend at the time the film. And then the mm -hmm. next time was this morning. So, wow. yeah, uh, well in the film. Uh, and there's not really much really I could say in terms of like my, my going into my thoughts on this. It's, it's I mean, it's, it's I'm not saying a hot take here. It's a great film. It's oh, good films. It's good films. Like, what, what, do you, <laughs> what do you want? Uh, but in terms of like, let me just sprinkle a bit of actual like, uh, a bit more to it. Uh, Scorsese, I think he might low-key be my favourite director. Um, oh, and I say low-key favourite director more so because, although I think, I say I say Quentin Tarantino because I've seen all of Tarantino's films and I haven't disliked one of his films. So I think that's just naturally I me. I could say the same. Well, so can I. <laughs> uh, but so it's one of those ones where like by default, I would say he's my favourite because of that reason. But the thing with Scorsese is, obviously, I haven't seen all Scorsese films. He's done a lot. He's done a lot of things. Uh, not yeah. just not just scripted. He's done a lot of documentary as well, which I'm a fan of. He's done he's done uh, two Bob Dylan documentaries, 
Oh, wow. Um, one of them being the Roland Thunder review uh, on Netflix, which is, oh, it's really good. It's a really good one. Oh. Um, he did, he's done many music documentaries, including ones for like George Harrison and the Rolling Stones and etc. He did, uh, technically my first Martin Scorsese project was the music video he did for Michael Jackson for Bad. Um, Wait, he directed the music video for Bad? Yes, he did. What the fuck? What? <laughs> Where's that information been all my life? It's not even what? the most, it's not even the most Scorsese video he no. did. <laughs> What the <laughs> fuck? I, I, it's going to take me a second to adjust. And while you're doing that, I'll also say that, like, because obviously I am, and also I'm a big fan of Scorsese work within the 2010s decade. Uh, yeah, he, he was he was my favorite director of the last decade, and he's a man in his 70s going on 80s. So it yes. just like he's always kept relevant. He's always done films that are very interesting of the time but still feeling like he's being loyal to himself, even though he's done very different films. Again, he did The Wolf of Wall Street. Then the next film he did, he did Silence. The next one he did was The Irishman. Mm. Somehow they all still feel very Scorsese-esque because he just loves cinema. He's a big cinema guy, as we all know. Big cinema guy. Yeah. I was going to make a joke. I'll wait until I get to my section about Scorsese. Uh. (laughs) Um, But... um, uh, but he, he loves films. He's a big film historian. He's a big film fan. And I think his his fandom is very affectious. It's it's very um it, it gets it's very uh, clear and it it's very uh it it almost comes across in his films. He he never mm. seems to half ass his films, and I think it's an example within Goodfellas especially. And yeah, I don't. This is always tied favorite Scorsese for me. I'll say that this is tied favorite. My other favorite being Taxi Driver, which I know you have opinions about, Robbie. Um, but the reason why I say tied favorite is because they're two very different films, and I watch those films for mm. two very different reasons. Uh, yeah. Like I'm not watching Goodfellas and then thinking to myself, ah, I mean, you know, I'd rather be watching Taxi Driver, but I'm also not watching Taxi Driver than being, ah, I'd rather be watching Goodfellas. I'm watching Taxi Driver because I'm in a specific mood. Same thing with Goodfellas. And I will say, my mood watching Goodfellas, luckily, was the right mood for watching Goodfellas Mm. this morning. I'm well into Goodfellas. The actors as well, big fans of them. Robert De Niro, we've discussed previously when talking about Godfather 2 and the deal hunter. Um, Yeah. Uh, You, Robbie. Damn. Right, okay. Let's go. Uh, Goodfellas. I have a weird uh, little little thing about Goodfellas. Um, directed. Di- I'll talk about Scorsese first. Directed by uh, Mister. You know, I I know cinema. This is cinema. Fuck all that other shit. Fuck you if you don't like uh, cinema. This is cinema. That's his Fuck quotes. all the MCU bitches. He says yeah, that's verbatim. Yeah. Fuck Kevin Feige. That's what that's what he said. I don't I don't want to put words in his mouth. But that's what he said. Drown him in the kitchen sink, he said. I don't know. I don't, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, I disagree with the statements on there. I can enjoy fucking dumb movies if I want. Leave me alone, man. It's got Susie, all right? I like your shit too, all right? What do you want? What do you want from me? Um, yeah, so, I mean, I've seen a lot of Scorsese films. Uh, I Taxi Driver, I'm not a big fan of, as you know. Um, I just think it's really slow and boring. Um, if you want to watch Taxi Driver look better, watch Joker. 
imagine the amount of people that would be upset with me for if I meant that genuinely seriously. It's a good thing you didn't mean it, Robbie. It's a good thing you didn't mean it. I was going to say, I didn't mean that. That was a joke, so I apologise. So anyway, it was really upset about that. Do you, remember, do you remember when you said that to me when I was... It was on my birthday. <laughs> I was quite tipsy at this point, and we were playing Blockbuster, then you threw that out there, and I did not take it very kindly at that point. <laughs> no, no. I only say these things to annoy you. This is, this is all I can do. I also like um, joke. I want to say that now. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not... jokers are good with me, but, you know, calm it, calm it down, everyone. will be kind of me, all right? Um, the yeah, so I, I taxi driver, I'm not huge on. Uh, I liked Mean Streets a lot when I watched Mean Streets, that was a good time. Um, I like uh, every 18 year old boy's favorite movie, Wolf of Wall Street, that was a good time. Um, but I think that my uh, you know, the my two favorite Scorsese films flip flop most days. It's it's either if I'm in one mood, it's Goodfellas, if I'm in the other mood, it's The Departed. Those uh, are yeah. Those are the two favorites. I fucking love both of them. Um, Goodfellas, I'll, I'll, I love the movie. Um, I think this is the first time I've watched it without interruption, uh, which I will tell, <laughs> which I'll tell you about because uh, this time I I watched it. I streamed it. I didn't watch my DVD of it, right? Which makes a huge difference for me. Because my DVD of Goodfellas is the wackest DVD you've ever fucking seen in your goddamn life. Have I ever told you about this? No, you haven't. Dude, right. My Goodfellas DVD is like a vinyl. <laughs> oh, right? is, it the, is it the fucking double-sided discs? Yeah, you put oh, it in. They're disgusting. It plays, it plays half the movie, stops, you take it out, flip it to the B side, it plays the rest. <laughs> the fuck is that? <laughs> Who wants that? My Ben-Hur DVD is like that. Yeah, it's awful. It fucking sucks. It gets to the bit. It's literally the moment when Tommy uh, shoots Spider in the foot. As soon as that body goes off, cuts to black, and then you flip it to the B side, and the movie carries on from that moment. Why would anyone want that? <laughs> so the film, ain't, the, fil- the film ain't even that long. That is two hours twenty-five. It's not even a long movie. Um, but yeah, I, if I was going to use one word to describe Goodfellas. It would be efficient. It's an incredibly yeah. efficient movie. It does not waste your time with anything. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Like, no, it really no. doesn't. You feel like you've seen a full guy's life in two hours and 25 minutes. Like, I noticed, like, uh, like before the 10-minute mark, you already know so much. Before yeah. the ten, be, we, within the first 10 minutes, we get, right, this is, Hen- this is, this is Henry Hill. He was a kid. Yeah. He got... Well, Wrapped up with gangsters, he blew up cars. He yeah. did this shit. This is in the first ten minutes. <laughs> exactly. Like I went to uh, make myself a drink um, just after it was as they were getting given their wedding gifts after oh, yeah, him and Connor yeah, yeah. got married, um, and I paused it, and only forty three minutes had gone by. Yeah. And I was like, I've watched this guy grow up, meet a girl fall in love, seen their full relationship, and then watch them get married. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't feel like it's rushed, but it's done it all in 43 minutes. How the fuck do you do that? But the thing is, though, there's a lot in it to where it's not like, fuck, there's so fuck, I'm only 43 minutes in. Jesus Christ, this film's going yeah. slow. It's like, yeah. it, it's just because there's so much in it that it's like, yeah. how did all this get packed yeah. in there? Exactly. And I'd put that down to probably a combination of the 
the screenplay, which is incredible, which I'd, mm. I'd like to read at some point. Um, and also the editing is Ooh. amazing. Fel- Felma Schumacher <laughs> might be my favorite editor. Generally. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. She's amazing. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand it. Like it's, it's, yeah, like it's weird. Like one thing I realized, like watching it is like, obviously Scorsese, we know Scorsese. We know, we know Scott, we know what a Scorsese film looks like. We all know what it is. But one thing I don't think we all really notice or take into consideration is what each of those, like what makes a Scorsese film. And it's like, we all, I don't think, you don't hear much appreciation, at least from a lot of people saying like how a Scorsese film looks, like how it's shot, how it's it's edited, how it sounds, Mm -hmm. how it, how it's, acted yeah well how it's read like how like how it's written like you don't hear it's just scorsese's done such a good job at like carefully crafting each element of the film that it just feels like oh that's scorsese that's a scorsese yeah, film yeah. it's like whereas like because yeah. we, we obviously there's been times where we've commented on just an element of a film and it's mm. obvious that that one element is great yeah like yeah, i can't yeah. like i can't think of like an example off the top of my head but like even like last week with Harry Kiri, we commented like the screenplay is great and mm. it looks really good and it sounds really good and it's acted really well. But we're not saying yeah. like, I mean, we're not going, ah, oh, that's a proper Kobayashi film. That's the only one we've talked about. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think even Coppola, even then, I don't think like when we did a load of Coppola films, I think even then, mm. I don't think we ever really watched a film where we went, this just feels Coppola. Yeah, this is so Coppola. But yeah, yeah. Like, We've we've talked about why we liked or like themes yeah. that we found in Coppola's films. Like, ah, oh, he's done this again really well, but we've never been like, I mean, just our oh, Coppola man. He's great. Yeah, exactly. Like, whereas like this is the only time I can think about where we're basically talking about an auteur, but like in the sense of like he's so his the film is so his identity. Yes, 100 percent And the one thing I want to say to start properly getting into mm. it. Yeah. It's one of the best opening scenes in any film, I think. Yeah. It, yeah. It gets it really enti- is. It gets the entire vibe down instantly. Mm. We all yeah. get it. It's exactly. just these, it's just the three guys driving. They bullshit yeah. a bit. They park up, there's a body in there. Knife him, gun him. And then the classic, as far as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a gangster. Du, du, yeah. du, 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 du. It's just oh, good. And, so, what I, do you know what I love about that scene, right? Is that the thing that they're doing is going to bury that body that Tommy shoots later on, right? But Billy, Billy, Bats, else, Billy Bats, isn't it? Yeah. Billy Bats, yeah. Who, right? I, the reason I love it so much is that usually when a movie does that or a book does that or something, because they're going to do the cliche of it, it's usually this is the, uh, this is the ending of the story. Yeah. And it's going to be like, but how did I get here? And then you flash back to the beginning and all that kind of shit happens. And then you end on that. This part of the movie that they're showing just ha- happens like halfway through the movie. And it's just, even, it's not even a big thing that happens in the movie. It's not so, even, the, it's not even the thing that gets Tommy hit. Exactly. It's like, it's literally just like a thing where the writers have seen, oh, that scene's, a nice little encapsulation of what this movie is going to be like and what it's going to be about. Let's stick that at the beginning as a yeah. flash forward sort of thing. It works so well. I love it. So good. 
have a little yeah, sip. I, I took a swig <laughs> right when you finished your sentence. I was like, that's I timed that horribly. Um, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I think like you can split this film into like sections in terms of like how we can talk about it. I think I think we should probably say the script to last because I think that's a very yeah, yeah. like yeah very big thing to talk about. I think to I think the acting mm. is one thing we should talk about first. Yes. There's not one I mean there's Pesci who's mm. the performance that people still kind of talk about. But I don't yeah. think I don't think even watching this film Pesci is I don't even think Pesci's the standout. And, no. that's not, and that's not say he's bad. That's me saying that everyone is so on equal level. Yeah. That's because everyone's so good. Everyone's such a defined character as well. Like, it's mm. not like, I mean, they're all Italian-American gangsters who all, yeah. who are, who are, who are basically, hey, well, what do you want me to do about, you know, all that, like. Yeah, yeah that's rapping. all I can. It's, it's all that stuff about it. But they're each, like, Jimmy is different to Tommy, who's different to yeah. Henry. Who's different to Paulie? Who's different yes. to Billy Bats? Who's different? They're all Frank. There's, there's a dude called Frankie. I can't remember. Yeah. But like Sam Jackson when he shows up for thirty seconds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget he's in it until he shows up. Yeah, oh, exactly. It's it's like, oh, Sam Jackson. <laughs> Sam Jackson's here. But it's like I think like, and that's another good thing. I think the three of them: Jimmy, mm. Tommy, Henry. What a good trio. Yes, excellent. Like, yeah, yeah, and they're, again, they're each defined, and I guess you could say, like, I think watching this film, one thing I realized is you can look at Goodfellas and you can go, man, this film ruins so many films, and I mean yeah. that because it did its, it did this thing so well, it did the hey, better beam, but you know all that gangster stuff, mm-hmm. it did it so yeah. well that every other gangster film just try to be good for us. And not even a gangster film, every crime film try to be good for us. Yeah. Hey, I'm a fast talking wise guy. What do you want me to say? Like, oh, but they're yeah, not yeah. that. And it's like the thing where it's like, ah, oh, the drug abusing um, main character who cheats on his wife. And the, the yeah. wife is a, becomes a hysterical man, descends a hysterical madness. And then all the mates get shot, and we hey, we need a narrator because it's really cool, isn't it? And then it just exactly it, like, it's it's a real genie of the lamp situation, you know. Yeah. Often thingied, whatever oh, I can't remember what it is. Some basically you, you can you can try and do it, but you're not gonna do it as well as Goodfellas does it. Like often imitated, never replicated. That was go. it. I got it. Or maybe duplicated. One of the two. Who yeah. fucking knows? Continue. I think. I think I think the only film that's managed to within recently that's managed yeah. to do the Goodfellas thing that isn't a mm. Scorsese film because Wolf of Wall Street is also basically Goodfellas, but yes, but Scorsese doing yeah, you, you can't nick from himself. Uh, mm. The only film I can think about that's really done it well, but still mm. being its own thing, its uncut gems. Like that's still like. I'm not sure if you've seen it yet, Robbie. I uh, haven't seen it all the way through yet. Still, yeah, it's it's you. You got like you know a fast talking New Yorker who's dipping about. There's loads of people yeah. just you know it's all crime and shit. He cheats on his wife with you know it's it's not exactly yeah. Goodfellas, but it's basically it's kind of a Goodfellas ish narrative yeah. with yeah. like everything, but it's so uniquely its own thing, which I think is what if you're gonna try and do that type of stuff, don't just rip Goodfellas. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and also, because one thing we need to say is, like, obviously, we've talked about very pivotal gangster films mm-hmm. of The Godfather. Yes. And how they kind of kind of rejuvenate the crime gangster films, if anything. I think they probably started the gangster films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is kind of like a pivotal point in a new age gangster flick in the mm-hmm. sense of, I mean, this also came out the same year as The Godfather Part 3, which we've talked about Oof. too many times, I think, Robbie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, but it, it, it lingers. It know, does, it's like a bath part. But I think it, I think it is like interesting when you look at those two films and you think to yourself, it's like, right, these two films came out the same year. One of them is so stuck in the past yes. in trying to be something else. But this film is so progressive in, yeah. his, in its genre ways. Yes, 100%. Um, that, again, you wouldn't think those two films came out the same year. You wouldn't. Not at all. No, no. You honestly wouldn't. And, yeah, um, I'm just... Using, I'm just referring to my notes for a second. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. If we're talking about character stuff, yeah, Paulie is such like an interesting mob boss. Yeah, like you wouldn't, yes. you wouldn't, you wouldn't like obviously when you think mob bosses, because again, this is mm-hmm. this is an interesting film in the sense of like this is such a staple in the mob genre. Yeah, where I mean, even if you've never seen Goodfellas. And if you only know gangster films, you you know Goodfellas. Yes. Like like my girlfriend who at, at the time had never seen Goodfellas, but knew gangster shit and stuff mm. like that. Watched Goodfellas, and she just knew it. She knew she you know with the, with the jazzy music, all very New York, all very fast paced. You know all this shit happening. Yes. Like it's it's just so ingrained in I think pop culture actually again without. People even knowing the film itself, and when yeah. you, and I when think, think it's the, I think it's the imitation thing that it is. For movies have gone on to do the same thing. So when you then go back to Goodfellas, if you'd never seen it, you'd be like, "Ah, oh, I know yeah. this. Yeah, this is familiar to us now." Yeah, and I, and obviously when we all think mob bosses, I think like the mafia games do it, where it's like the very like stoic mob. But even the Godfather with Don Vito, stoic, yes, very like. Yeah. Oh, I have all my meetings with loads of people and it's all very grand and oh, don't yeah. fuck with me, sunshine, but I'm a nice lad, really. Go and get yourself yeah. a pizza on me, son, and all that yes. stuff. Paulie is almost... Very threatening. You know. Uh, <laughs> Paulie is almost just your awkward uncle. Yeah. He's like, just a guy, isn't he? Like, he's not really, really? Threat- he's not really threatening. No. It's like it's a bit was like oh he doesn't like to have meetings he only likes to talk one person at a time so it's yes. like, he's they're like at a barbecue and he's just chatting and then like one guy goes yeah okay let me go over to him Paulie said this yeah. okay let me tell Paulie again it's the phone call thing is hilarious oh it's brilliant yeah. it's so funny that he never has phone calls so someone rings. Henry and is it Tootsie his friend? Yeah, 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 yeah. The guy that he works for at the beginning rings Henry and Tootsie and they have to go and transfer the message to Polly. But the message is another message. But the message is from an outside line. But the message is walking to his house, open the door, he goes, So and so wants to call. Okay. And then it's yeah. a, and then that's it. <laughs> he said okay. And that's <laughs> <laughs> okay. But 
it's, it, I'm saying like he's not really intimidating. There are moments where he does just, again, it's the look, it's the context of the scene. Yes. It's like, yeah, still, yeah. oh shit, he could do some, like, he could do some damage easily. One call and that, and then that's it. Then that's yeah. it. Yeah. I find it interesting how a lot of people, because obviously this film is, we are talking about because you chose the category Robert De Niro. Um, yes. It's interesting how a lot of people, even in the credits, I understand how he's the first build guy in the credits because yeah. he's a, he's the biggest name there. Yeah. But I find it funny how some people still think that almost look at Goodfellas as a Robert De Niro film. I was very surprised to see it's Ray Liotta's film. Oh, big time, yeah. In sense. But even in talking about that, De Niro in it, mm. who I've said previously might be my favourite actor, I don't know. But he's, yeah. he's one of them. He's one of my favorite actors, without a doubt. He's in it the perfect amount of time, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think his presence is, again, he's almost the intimidating mob boss, almost. Yeah. I think he almost takes that role from Paulie, but still yeah. really friendly. Uh, yeah, I think, and I think that's, that is definitely the intention of, of the script. Because, like, when you see how Paulie's introduced, it's just he appears in the doorway and the voiceover says he doesn't like to walk very much or whatever. Like, he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't like to move around very much, which, like, isn't as intimidating as being, like, when Robert De Niro is introduced and he steps out of the shadows and then it's, like, this guy fucks or whatever. Like, the voiceover in, in, in a roundabout way says that, you know. It's like, kind like, of, what, like, one of the first things said about him is, like, he just likes to steal. yeah. It's like he did his first hit when he was like 16 or something. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he went to jail at 11. He did his first hit at 16. Like he's, yeah. he's in it for the thrill. Exactly, it. yeah. Which but is more all, terrifying. But he's, all, but he's also sensible. That's the other thing. Because he could, mm-hmm. like that, back, that whole story, that backstory could have been the Tommy character. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We, don't, we don't even learn much about Tommy. No, which I think, which I think, which I think is genius as well, because again, we're learning so much about everyone else. Yeah, that kind of makes think, it a bit more scary. I think it adds to the when you were saying about how it this kind of this film kind of modernized the like gangster genre of movies. Like, I um, I would say gangster movies nowadays because they've been copying Goodfellas for so long are due another yeah. update. But like when this happened, having the mo- the the guy that fills that mob boss character coming in and being kind of an anarchist, a bit like what what Jimmy's kind of like, being like he likes, he just enjoys doing it, he enjoys stealing from people and stuff. That's such a fucking far ways away from like Don Corleone, who's just like you know yeah. he's there and and he's stoic and even Michael, it's like he didn't want to be in that life and blah blah blah, you know, like these slow kind of dramatic beats which would happen in the godfather movies this it's like he enjoys stealing and he does it for a reason and that's the guy you're supposed to be scared of which is a way more modern way of doing it yeah i don't think there's anyone who um in this film not in it because of the family i don't Mm. think that that, i don't think that's yeah there's no one like oh yeah my dad's doing it so i'm doing it it's like they're all like a bunch of mates Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Can we do it? Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? That's a way to get money. And which I, yeah, I, I, I watched a really good video. I can't remember who it's by. I'll leave a link in the description below to actually give credit to this person. Yeah. But they talked about the death of the mob film, and they said how um, once upon a time in America, the Sergio Leone film, 
mm. from 1984 was kind of like the ending of the classic mob film in the sense of like how mob films for a long time were all very um, glamorous and all very right. like, yeah, yeah, this is this is the fucking life. Even though you might die, you're still fucking living a life with it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you get all these houses, you get, it's a, it, it's, it's royalty. You're entering mm. royalty with it. And yeah, how, yeah. Once Upon a Time America is a film that, it's a long film, it's fucking brilliant. And it's a film that isn't, that shows, Yes, this is shit. Like that, yeah. f- that film shows them as kids and then it cuts past the, this is how we made it to the top. And then they show them at the top and they show that they're just a load of shits. Like they're awful yeah. people. Like women, women depiction in that film is just characters that these are just sexually, ob- they just, they get sexualized and they're just used oh, as that right, okay. to show yeah, yeah. like that's all they were in that in that world whereas like and then goodfellas again you could almost look at this in the sense like this is kind of the start of the newer mob film whereas like it's not glamorous because it's never been glamorous from the start they're not in these houses they're not in this this state they're in the back of pizza shops yeah 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 and like oh like henry and the lads they're going to play some cards where i don't know it looks like an abandoned bar yeah like a really (laughs) seedy looking area but then, yeah. like, the film makes a point as well of being, like, the bigger it does get and the more glamorous it gets when Henry's, like, buying this house that he gets near the end and stuff. Like, the more fucking terrifying it is every day. Yeah. <laughs> like, they like just get more, they get more, they get more in danger of getting caught. Yeah, exactly, yeah. There's even that Which one scene. Which is a really that, interesting take. There's even that one scene in, like, after the bank robbery where, like, uh, someone walks in with his new wife and yeah, like look at the car, like a pink Cadillac, and then Jimmy's like, "What the yeah. fuck are you doing? What, what are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. And then another one walks in with his wife with his brand new white coat. He's like, "Look, what did I tell you?" Looking like, yeah, pack it. Like it's like the film again. Another thing as well, if we look back at the Godfather, we talk yes. about the, they're not fast films; they're very no. slow, methodical. Mm. Is a yes. I think a good word to describe the Godfather films. They're methodical. Yeah. And they work for that, I think. They, they, I think those films work well with that. There's long breaks where we just get the score and then the scenery yeah. and then no dialogue. And it's beautiful, it's wonderful. Whereas mm. in this film, I don't think there's any beauty in Goodfellas. There's no like... No, there's points where I'll marvel at a shot, <laughs> being like, that's an amazing shot. I'll get but like that. I'll get one. yeah, but, but in terms of like how it looks, like the style of the movie, it's never like even because I think everyone's talking because of the sound design. Oh, I can't imagine being the sound designer for this because <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's just so the much. Sa- the sound mix must have been insane. So you know, you know how I've complained in the past about um like films from like the thirties and forties, like when I complained about Citizen Kane and being like everybody's just. Yeah. It's just one guy says something and then everyone talks over each other for about five minutes until someone, it quietens down, someone says another thing and it happens again. This whole film is that one section where everyone's just talking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just the bit where everyone's talking over each other. But it works it, here. I don't know why. Dude, I think I'll get another, I think I know why it might work, but it's like that, even that one scene where it's like that gliding shot. I can't remember what relevant, what whereabouts it is in the story. But it's a gliding mm. side shot of loads of people like a table, and it's just like 
we hear one person talking, then we hear Pesci's mum talking, who's played by Scorsese's mum. Oh, in the wedding. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yes. just, and yeah, yeah. we're darting between many. The, the shot isn't darting; the shot is gliding. But the yeah. all, the sound is like, now nah, we're going to hear that person talk. And even when we've gone past them, we're still hearing them talk. And yeah. then we then hear someone else talk. And it does a really good job of picking the who. Yeah, whoever mixed the sound on this, like it does a really good point of picking out exactly who's speaking and elevating them above the murmuring, which is so well done. All while having belter of needle drops playing as well. Oh, God, Which, the soundtrack is so fucking good. That's a point I do want to make as well. Oh. That's a specific point I do want to talk about. There's no, like, specific scenes in the sense... I mean, there is a few scenes that I think are fucking excellent. But, like, yeah. Scorsese needle dropped before Tarantino did. And it's yes. just... Oh, like, again... Oh, it's so good. It's, like, there's the, again... From the very big, the very first needle drop with um, Rags to Riches playing, mm. sets the entire tone for the film. Love yes. it. And also, what I also love is like Scott says he makes sure to use songs from that from those time periods. Like we get a Tony Bennett song when we're like, okay, now we're in the fifties, and then when we start getting in the sixties and seventies, that's when he uses the Rolling Stones for a bit. That's yeah. when he uses Cream. You know, we get like, um, eyes, um. Is it sim? Ah, no. What is it? Is it sim? Is it the devil? Just a show away. Yeah, just a show away. I can't remember. No, that's that's not uh, the devil. It's a stone yeah. song, but you know, give it's me shelter. Me- I know what you mean. Is it give you me shelter? Give me shelter. Is that right? Could no. be. Anyway, I don't it's know. A, I don't but, that, but that song plays there, which is great. And then the cream song with that bow wow 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 wow. wow. It's they, so good. And then the when end that, credit. When that, then, in, when that riff comes in, pushing it on De Niro. It's so good. Badass. And then the end song is, I, it's, it sounds like a Rolling Stones cover of My Way. Yes. I didn't Which, realize until like halfway through the credits, but I was like, that is my way. It's just a weird cover of it. Yeah, which I think sums, which I think is like almost a perfect summary for Goodfellas as a whole. It's like it's yeah. the traditional genre. It's this traditional song that you know. Yeah, but we just fucking just like jazzed it up. We just, just spruced it up. We just made it like proper cool psychedelic rock and roll. Which yeah, I get, actually think about Scott says he made a rock and roll gangster film, and I don't make, like. It's cool. Yeah. It's bad. It's cool. It's badass, but it's messy, and I would never want to live that lifestyle. Oh God, no! Like that's what I mean. People, I know there's been arguments about films glorifying. <coughs> Bless you, right? Oh my God, it might happen again. <coughs> Way. Um. Right. I did. Yeah. What was I saying? Something about Goodfellas. As. Hang on. <laughs> oh, glorification of there crime. People complain about that sometimes. This movie made you never want to do crime ever. Don't do it. It's terrifying. Everything no. is the worst. Everything's <laughs> so scary. And I think if anyone looks at Goodfellas, goes, it's glorification. It's like you missed the whole point. I don't know yeah. how you. I don't know how you watch that opening scene and go. Yeah. They're glorifying it. It's, it's like, the same with Wolf of Wall Street for me. Yeah. 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 
people miss the point of that movie so much. So it's much. not meant to be like, look how cool this is. It's this is terrible, and he's a terrible guy. <laughs> like, like you're meant to be like, whoa, yeah, I'm on, I'm in the right for this. But you're meant to like watch all the shit happening. Oh fuck! I go, so oh bad. god. I can't feel sorry for him a bit, actually. Like, like I'm not watching Wolf of Wall Street and seeing him punch his wife in the face, try and take his kid away while high on like quad, like uh, ludes, and then being like, yeah. "Man, what a life that must be." I'm not yeah, watching. That's that. crazy. And I'm like, not. Awful. And, it, and it's the same thing. I'm not watching Goodfellas and seeing him snorting cocaine, cheating on his wife, and then like being yeah. paranoid that he's going to get fucking taken by the FBI and all that stuff. Yes. I'm not watching that and being like, "Man, where get me a line?" Yes. Like, like, he, he looks terrible by the end as well. Awful. The makeup on him is great. Like, he looks yeah. horrendous at the sweat, end. <laughs> the sweat on him. Yeah. <laughs> like, the background, his eyes and stuff, he just he just looks awful. Yeah, and so, yeah, the, the soundtrack is fucking brilliant. That's what I mean. Yeah. Again, we're talking about, like, the version of My Way at the credits. Mm. That's such an element of the film, but that's not a thing that I realised until now. No, no, no. And I think you could also look at things such as the cinematography and finally real and also look at it and go, fuck, the cinematography in this is playing such an integral part to the yeah. film itself. Um, yeah. Obviously, we could talk about the three shots, like the three shots. We can talk about the two yeah. tracking shots. Um, yeah. the, the first one, which is the one where we're getting to know all the gangsters. And it's just like, it's like, so good. I love that as well. It's like that so-and-so. And it's just, just one guy like, yeah, I did that thing for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a couple of guys just like turns around and goes, hey, I'm done. <laughs> it's like one of them. What's it? And then, what's it? And then Jimmy two, oh, I forgot his name, Tony two times. Cause he always says, yeah. so he's like, I'm going to go get the papers, get the papers. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's like one that's just called like Fat Andy or something. Yeah, that's so like, oh, leave him alone. <laughs> He didn't even say anything like funny. He just looks up and says, "Hey." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, poor Fat Andy." Is it a mob film if there isn't a mobster called Fat Someone? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, there isn't. No, like, there isn't. come on, Fat Tony. Uh, Fat Tony. Big ups the Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What? Who was that again?" I can't remember. Um, yeah, Tony's from the Simpsons. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, there's that shot again. It's humorous, which I like about this film as well. There's some funny yes, moments funny in it, movie. which I want yeah. There's a specific point I will get into about that, which relates mm. to you talking about like the whole hubbub as well. Yes, yeah. But, uh, but in terms of still talking about the cinematography, with that, that's a brilliant shot. Again, we're getting introduced to everyone. Mm. It's mo the shot's moving. That's most of this film as well. This film is constant moving. Yeah. Like, a lot of it. It's almost dizzying, but I think that's almost what keeps our attention spans going because again let's refer to the godfather there's many shots where it's like let's just stay still and then let's just yeah. sit and watch them talk for a bit whereas this film we're watching them talk and it's like so let me tell you something then oh is that yeah. right is it yeah that is right yeah how about that <laughs> I mean, it's a fucking i'm king jesus christ i feel like yeah. jimmy shoe and vertigo here like it's, it's so good the pushings even in the opening scene like the pushing on the boot of the car and yeah. then it turns around and it's pushing in on them. It's like, oh, they're so like the camera movement is amazing in this. Mm. It's and, so good. And of course, you can't talk about camera movement in the good first film and not talk about the wanna, the yeah. wanna, which I think it's, this it, th th this 
shot is like talking about the film itself. It's like, well, yeah, of course. Dude, it's it's not even just Goodfellas wanna, you know. It's it's movies wanna. Yeah. But do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> like it is cinema's wanna. It's yeah, the yeah. best fucking one take ever made. I wouldn't argue. I wouldn't argue. It's so it. good. Like, don't get me wrong. I think the one in the one in Kill Bill Volume One is great, where it's following the bride around and she's walking through that house and it goes like up through the ceiling and stuff, and they had like the yes. ceiling taken out or whatever. That is also amazing. Your score throw in Emmanuel Lebeski for like Children of Men. Oh god, the car scene in Children of Men. Yeah. Yeah, I'm- that's incredible. But like this is the one, isn't it? I, really. It, it, it's hard to argue it. It's yeah. I broke this down for my research on doing the Warners for the crime pilot. Um, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it's the perfect way to introduce a location. It's mm. you just follow the characters, you're going in through this thing. Again, there's so much happening. There's so much yeah. happening. Uh, like this film, just generally, but like you go through, there's you go through this door, you follow them back down, you go through the kitchen, he's talking to people and handing coats, yeah. and it's just fucking just solid, and it's, and it doesn't so even and it, do, and, and it doesn't even end when they get to the table because it still keeps on. Oh yeah, because it goes, it even moves over to the comedian that comes out. Yeah, like the wanna isn't a, it isn't a um way to get to another shot it is the shot it's the shot of the scene there's no more shots of that scene that's it and you got like, the like funny little, you got like the fun little thing it's like what did you say you do because our oh, construction yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm a union delegate or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like i was literally watching it being like how do you even direct that because like the crowd the crowd inside the restaurant is 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 difficult enough but like you can kind of go talk amongst yourselves make it a lively atmosphere sort of thing the only thing i could think of to do would to be make sure like the people that are dotted through the corridor that some of them are doing stuff yeah i mean you'd have to make sure that everyone looked like they were doing their job in like the kitchen and stuff and then you just have to say to really and i've forgotten who plays lorraine lorraine bracco Thank you. But you just have to say to them, like, go to Lorraine Bracco and be like, he knows everybody here and you know absolutely nobody. Because you really get that sense when they're walking through that she's like, she feels sort of her depth, but she's kind of like being wet, wet up into this world. Is it their first... Like, hey. <laughs> yeah, is it their... That's like their first date, isn't it, I think? Yes, their first proper date, yeah. So that, that that's not only Karen's introduction, obviously that's our introduction to this set in this city in a sense yeah, yeah. but this that's her introduction to his world and it's again yes, exactly, a yeah. brilliant way to show it being like it's Whoa. so good and like i wonder how much of the interactions as they're walking through are improvised by really i feel like there's a lot in this film that's improv it's gotta be because like there's bits where he just like puts a hand out to someone and will shake his hand and he's coming in and he'd be like oh yeah and things like that, but he does he does so many little things like that as they're walking through. Where I'm like, so many like they can't have all been told to be like marks and stuff. There's, there's no, no way. Like, it, like, like I think, yeah, I think it should. Like, I think Scott says he just kind of gets actors that just know the environment and know this world. Not necessarily the mob yeah. world, but like New York. You know, like yeah, yeah. you know, like that type of like environment. Because Scott says he's New York through and through. You look at that man. Yeah, he goes, exactly, yeah, yeah. That that's New York incarnate. That is um, yes. 
and it, so he knows like kind of like how it should be and he's instead mm. of trying to teach i don't know instead of like let me get Diane day lewis and then just try to tell this englishman yeah. how it's meant to be just yeah, yeah. Get, just get like guys i knew grew up around about that time like hey get de niro get pesci yeah. get like you know get these people who were just there or like who just know yeah. this environment anyway and it's like yeah just do that like I, I, so, I assume it's not even directed. It's like, yeah, we're just going to do that and then that and then that. And then it just happens. Yeah. Wait, there's a lot, there's a great, it's only a short video, but anyone that's interested, I would recommend watching the uh, like Irishman behind the scenes video thing that Netflix put up oh, where you great. actually see Scorsese directing and talking to actors and stuff. Yeah. He's incredible. Yeah. He's so like calm and knows exactly what he's doing and he's having a laugh. And I've never seen any director in a behind the scenes thing look like they're enjoying themselves making a movie more than Scorsese does. Again, that's I just love Because I because <laughs> I, I saw the behind the scenes for Goodfellas that Warner Brothers put up on their YouTube channel. And I've also seen yeah. the behind the scenes of like, the Irishman. There's like a 20 year <laughs> difference, but there's 20 years apart from that. Yeah, yeah. And he's and he still looks like he's still. Just loving over the movie. He's like, I'm making a fucking film. This is me. Yeah, it's like, like just buzzing that he's even there. <laughs> yeah. like, like he's like watching like the monitor and then like he's seeing like De Niro and Pacino say stuff and he's just chuckling his ass off because he's just almost, yeah. it's almost like he's watching his mates have banter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think there's, I think there's a bit in the Irishman one where he's watching the bit where De Niro beats up that guy that did something to his daughter or something. Yeah. Like near the beginning of the movie. And he's just watching it being like, hey, that's great. That's great, more than everyone. It's like real tripping and stuff. But like there's stuff like that in this film as well. And you can feel it. Like you can, I think you can always tell when the making of a film was enjoyable. I think you can always tell. Yeah, Um, yeah. Like I think you can tell with a Tarantino film that people love doing it. Like, and you can tell with like, um, again, with this film, with a Scorsese film, like, oh, you can tell people are just fucking into this. Like, yeah, exactly. They're just like, what a whale of a time this is. We're Martin Scorsese making a film. I'm bullshitting with him. We're just yeah. doing, you know, it's just a load of like, it, it's it's a load of fun. Clearly, it's clearly been a load of fun to make, but it's also clearly, but a load of fun to watch because of it. I think. Yes, I, I would agree with you. Yeah, and I think that's what makes it. You, know, I love watch. I love The Godfather. I, I personally, I prefer The Godfather of Goodfellas, but you can tell it wasn't a fun time film with The Godfather. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm watching this, I'm watching Goodfellas, and I'm like, and I'm having a good time watching it, really. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, the other shot that I think we should mm. talk, needs to get talked about is the push and pull, um, which is subtle if you. It's it's subtle, but what what's where, where's the actual thing that I put there? Yeah, it's it's oh that's right. I got it's an innovative way of doing it because again, mm. we talked about in Vertigo with the push and pull being the big like it's yes. noticeable. It's big and oh, Spielberg did face, it. Yeah. Spielberg did it with Jaws. It's meant to make you. It's meant to make us all go whoa. <laughs> like you know, what's going on? Whereas with this, it's so like. Because obviously the push and pull, the whole point of the push and pull is to like, it's, you're changing the focal length, but also the distance of the camera, which kind of gives it that like, you know, yeah. you, you're making the background and the subject, the, the background and the foreground basically come closer or come further apart with each other. Yeah. In this sense, it's coming closer. So there's mm-hmm. all, there's always going to be a sense of like, whoa, that's, 
insane. But with this, yeah. it's slowly done. We can tell it's getting maneuvered, but it's, it is almost like a oh, there's a shift. There's a yeah. shift here. Like yes. the world doesn't feel as big now because that's another thing I love. There's a lot of wide angle lenses in this to almost mm. make it like big, like to make yes. us feel like yeah. this, this, this. We're in we're in New York in the sixties, the fifties. We're here. There's not yeah. really there's not really any close ups, especially in another scene. I do definitely we we will definitely will talk about. But mm -hmm. so the fact so throughout the whole thing, the film uses the wide angle lenses not only in the oneers which you kind of need for those shots in order yeah. to reduce camera shake but also like in just dialogue scenes you get to see like a lot of the background and everything feels quite big this scene mm. this shot does make it feel like right now we're closing in now everything's not so big now everything's not so uh yeah you know that they're, they're not having a grand time now you know jimmy is you know subtly but also very clearly being like I'm gonna, you're gonna get fucked here mate basically yeah exactly yeah, yeah like it's such a great way to utilize that shot which i don't think anyone else has really done since like from no, my memory yeah no no because it's like it's perfectly used to show a shift in the dynamic of what's going on like because henry is this guy who's always like i love the mob life and every i love everything about it. it's the best fucking life it's the life for me or whatever but like, it's always the the I, I always call it a dolly zoom. Sorry, yeah. uh, but like, it it's always used to be like ah oh, maybe it's this is more than a bargain for or something. You know, it's it's always kind of a dynamic shift, and I think it's yeah, it's just it's used really well here and very subtly. And I think only Scorsese can be that person to go like you know that like big like wild crazy shot. Let's do yeah. that. Let's do that. But like, really strip it down and make it a subtle shot. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, only, like I only think someone who's that much of an avid film fan and an, an avid fan of making films can look at yeah. something like that and then be like, "Let's take that. That's really cool and really good in that yeah. way, and then make it in this context." Which, exactly. Which yeah, is yeah. why, which is why I always think if you want to be a filmmaker, you need to also know a good amount of films. I think. Yes. I, I would agree with you. That's not me trying to be a wanker and be like and gatekeep gatekeeping and be like, oh, if you don't know these films, then how can you call yourself a film? No, I think it just I think it just helps. It does help. Yeah. There's there was a quote I saw this morning actually from Tarantino that said I didn't uh, I didn't need film school. I I had films or whatever. I didn't uh, go to, I didn't go to film school. I went I didn't go to film school. I went to films. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds wanky when he says it, but I, I have it, the sentiments there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do. Yeah, exactly. Um, another thing I want to say in terms of the filmmaker aspect of it, because it's the last thing I will say about the filmmaking, yeah. the filmmaking side of things, then we can talk more about the general themes and the other stuff, the more fun stuff, shall we say. Yeah. Um, the editing, mm. which, again, if you talk about Scorsese, you're obviously going to be talking about Thelma Schumacher, who's been his editor for fucking like Dumb. decades now. Just, yeah. And I believe she has edited all of his films, like at least for like a while, like maybe not all of them, yeah, but yeah. like most. I think Raging Bull was the first one, I think. Right. Okay. Which that was already well, that's a really fucking good film. I need yeah. to watch that. I need to rewatch that. I, I haven't seen Raging Bull. I need to, I need to see it. That was the first film 
I watched after my breakup, so I wasn't exactly in the best mindset. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but I was like, yeah. I'm, cl- I'm not... <laughs> I'm not thinking yeah, I'm about the for this right now, to be honest. I'm not thinking about the film as such right now, if I'm being perfectly honest. I think it was yeah. like I think it was two days after it. So oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's another story for another time, not on this podcast. Um, <laughs> um but I think like one thing I put down is uh the use of the um the freeze frames. Yeah, excellent. Is it it could be corny, but mm. They use, they use, they always utilize the free, and it's not, there's not a freeze frame after every scene. Yeah. It's used in specific moments, I think. And obviously there's that phrase, a picture says a thousand words um, and all that stuff. And I think Scorsese Schumacher uses that in the sense like, right, snap on that. Yeah. It's like, I think one of the first examples of it, obviously, is the car blowing up, the car's blowing up. It's like, right, Henry's now in it. This is it. Like yeah. and there's another freeze frame of the first time uh, Henry meets Tommy, and that's mm-hmm. the first time Henry, Tommy, and Je- uh, Jimmy are all together. Yeah, that's the first scene freeze frame. There we go. That's yeah. this now. And then one of the later uses of a freeze frame is at the end of the diner scene with um, De Niro and mm-hmm. Leota, where he knows he's fucked, and it just freeze frames on a close up. Of Leota, sweaty, yeah. and just yes. in, in his eyes, like, yeah, if I go there, I'm we're dead. And the, yeah, and the voiceover's like, that's when I knew that if I went to Florida, I wouldn't be coming back from Florida, sort of thing. Yeah, and again, there's yeah. a lot. It's an editing technique that again could be extra, could be cheesy, could be naff. Yeah. Yes. Very it, easily. It but it like again, the film kind of sets up this all feel and vibe anyway and we're accompanied by a narration which again could be cheesy and naff in its own way and i think and a lot of people use the narration as try to have a cover up for lazy script writing there's a lot of people like we're gonna have a narration just so we could explain this that's not the point that's naff yeah it almost makes it feel like i'm watching a true crime doc at some points Yes, exactly. Like I'm watching, yeah. like like I'm listening to Henry explain stuff, or I'm listening to Karen mm. explain stuff, and I'm almost like yeah, getting like this other input of the scene. It's really well done, I think. It's all, it feels like he's it's like an interesting recount of what's happened. It can't, yeah, but it's like it's not used to explain stuff. It's used to get you in the mindset of Henry as a character and understand him and where he's coming from and stuff. Yeah, and but then it's it, also used geniusly when they switch it to be Karen. Yes, and yes, you get her perspective. That's so fucking smart. Yes. That's so good. It yeah. works so well. They try to kind of do it in the Irishman, and I like the Irishman, but the change in narration doesn't quite work in that. I, I'm not huge on the Irishman, as you know, but yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Like, the, like, the like, like, doesn't work as well. Like where it's mainly De Niro, then we run, we get to Joe Pesci now writing for a bit. It's like, yeah, that's an odd choice. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. But with this, it worked because again, we're not getting Pesci doing a narration. We're never in his head. We're never in yeah. Jimmy's head. No. It is almost like that narration is their statements because mm. obviously they go into witness protection. It's almost like we get, yeah, yeah. you know, it is almost like they're explaining all of it. Like, yeah, in that which works, I think, because again, if you know, you can have narration for the sake of narration, I think to an extent. But I think 
the narration works a lot better if you like almost make it in the world of why they're narrating. Again, you can look at this and yeah. go like they're narrating because they're basically telling us everything about their fucking like like yeah. witness protection. Another film that I love so much that does narration really well is American Psycho. But yeah, that's a use because we're the whole film is in his head anyway. So we're just getting this fucking like, you know, it's that's done for a psychological point of view. This one's done more for like a logistical point of view. Yeah. Well, but there's never a moment where then it cuts to them being in the like getting like then the narration cuts to them just talking. And then we get a scene of them finishing their statements or whatever. It's no, that's never happened. Yeah, no, it's no, it's never that. You, you could put two two together, I think. Yeah, so yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it, it works well in the sense of um making it all out to be a true story sort of thing. Mm, yeah. It works well, it works well for that. Yeah. Um yeah, editing good stuff. Again, the timing of the cuts as well, example being the scene where Henry is coked out of his fucking mind and he's going from one place to another, being all paranoid. Yeah. Again, we cut to a helicopter, then cut back to Henry, then yeah. cut back, cut, cut. It, it gets mental. The helicopter seems so well edited. Mm. It's insane. It makes you shit your pants. Yeah. Like the first time you see it, you're like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> the whole time. And this is going to lead, This my next point is going to lead into the, the following other point. But it, yeah. I love the fact how we're getting him like talking about like, and then I need to drop the guns off to Jimmy and then he didn't want the guns and then I'm doing cocaine. But then in the midst of this, it's like, and then I need to prepare the meat, I need to stir the sauce. And then I need to yeah. do it's like, it wraps it up almost like, yes, it, these are criminals, but they're also just people. He's a family guy also. Yeah. Like, they are literally treating this like they're nine to five. But like they're like, yes. fucking like whatever. It's, yeah. it's you, you could switch mob, like the, 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 the mob with like, I don't know, like um, some sort of like office job or yeah, something. Yeah, and, it, yeah. and it could probably still work, I think, in the sense of like, yeah, these are like just within that sequence, it's like, oh, uh, you know, leave leave your brother staring at the sauce. And then it's like, oh, uh, take, uh, take your wife with you to get rid of the guns that Jimmy didn't want. And then it just like shows Karen going into the bathroom to go and do a bump or whatever. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave it. The juxtaposition of it is so funny to me. <laughs> I think that's also what makes this mob film specifically so much more interesting. Because again, yeah, yeah we're, we're seeing loads of cool crime shit. Yeah. But some of the scenes I love so much are just when they're just hanging mm. about. And yeah, we, yeah. We, again, we don't really get that in the Godfather films, which I think makes no. it, I'm not saying that makes that worse than this. I'm saying they're two very different things, but. Yes, 100%. I feel like, I feel like it would have been an unnecessary eternal shift if just randomly Michael and Fredo were just, bullshitting like that just wouldn't have yeah, worked in that thing it's but, like but with this it's like they've just murdered billy bat they've got billy bats in the boot of the car and then the next thing is like hey let's stop off on my mum's <laughs> yeah because he's like oh there's a shovel at my mum's or whatever and they go and she's like oh come and have dinner with us or whatever and then they just sat and then like jimmy's like got the ketchup bottle like <laughs> yeah why does he put ketchup on like that it's fucking bizarre. That's what I mean. It's just like that's what it, you know, like the like when people go like think of your favorite celebrity, they've had a shit sometime. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, like it's, it's like, like why that's, 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 that, that? that's that equivalent of like think of these mobsters, and I just imagine them putting ketchup on their plate. <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. And then they start laughing because they're like in the pit and they're like, oh, he looks like a guy we know. <laughs> and really, it was like this is 
awful. Stop yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And one thing, I th- and again, the relatability, it's like it, mainly because I've got it. The thing that like sprung to uh, me for this section more so is from the do I look like a clown scene, which I think we would be crucified if we didn't at least even talk about this. Scene. If we didn't, yeah, if we didn't mention it, it's one of the best improvs in all yes. of movies ever. That's a great example of like we don't get close ups with it yes no yeah we almost see the awkward reaction from everyone else around henry as well they're like oh fuck it's like it almost yeah, makes us level. like it almost makes us feel like we're at the table with them and mm. seeing this shit happen which is what makes brings me to this it's like i love just kind of like them watching just like again tommy just telling stories or something or yeah jimmy just doing something or, or like just generally chat or like just loads of people chatting there's an odd sense of familiarity to how they just banter. It almost feels like just I'm watching a group of dads just yeah. like, like, just chatting. Yeah. And it's like, again, within this last week, I went to a wedding. Uh, so I've been around family chit chatter. And yeah. it so naturally feels like that, where again, Joe, like, Tommy is literally such a fucking dad. Yes, he is. Yeah. Like there's there's some mannerisms that he does where I'm like that looks exactly like my dad. Yeah. <laughs> when he pulls a gun on that guy. Oh, classic, classic, classic. classic. Uh, there's a reason why I'm wearing the woods right now. Um, <laughs> what you can't see behind this background is I'm behind it. I'm in front of a ditch. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been digging this ditch all morning for my dad. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like. That's what I mean. It's like, but they say like jokes and they're not funny. They're yeah. just proper dad jokes. And everyone else is like, <laughs> like they have the really obnoxiously loud laughs. And oh, it's just like, really, those laugh is horrendous. Like, it's so it. bad. But like, <laughs> and again, it's like the thing of like where he's telling another story. And he goes, like, I told you. And I was like, and I told you. And then they're like, <laughs> and he goes, and it's like it's such again i think that's what makes it like they're not stone cold killers they are like yeah they are like oh that's just like a dad oh yes, that's, exactly. that's just, it's yeah. like when that scene is uh, the bit that always like actually makes me laugh like the whole the whole bit they like how, how am i funny sort of bit that was great but then it's when it keeps going so when he's like, he tells that one guy to fuck off, and he tells the other guy to fuck off, and then he comes and sits back down at the table, and they're laughing about it. Where really, I was like, "You are a funny guy, you know." And he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> like that's the stuff." That Pulls a gun. That's it. That's it, Henry. That's it. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "Nah, nah, I'm joking. I'm joking." He's like, "Yeah, you are a funny guy." It's <laughs> like that's that's the bit of that scene that like gets me. It's it's so good. And I think again, that's what works well with like. Again, Scott says he's just being like, just be, just do, just go. Just do stuff. Yeah, yeah. Go. And again, it's even like the interaction with the wives and the hairdressers. Yeah. Like, which, is yeah. Also, which is also a brilliant example of like, almost like Karen being like, what the fuck have I married into? Yeah, what is this? Like, yeah. it's, like, I, I, it's like, I would never want to be like, because I know of people who have gotten in relationships and then they end up meeting with their they, they end up meeting with their mates, uh, their boyfriends, or their other half's mm. girlfriends' mates, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. But like, like, it's like they're not their mates. It's like the group, like the boyfriend and his mates went off. It's like you can hang out with their girlfriends. And it's like yeah, the yeah. only thing they have in common is like, oh, 
your boyfriend is mates with my boyfriend. I guess that means we should hang out. Like, I've, I've, yeah, seen exactly, that. Yeah. I've seen that happen before. And it's, like, yeah. it's such an accurate representation where they're like, there's a group who are like, yeah, we're all mates and all that. And there's one who's like, I, these are the worst. These are the people I don't want to be around. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And I yeah, think that's, absolutely. like again, we get exposed to the mob life of it. But I think it's also f- really cool how we can see like the mob life as well as just life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, especially the, just the relationship between, like, um, Henry and Karen, which... It's so good. I, I think Karen's an incredibly underrated, interesting character. I was just, yeah, underrated. Like, like she's so interesting in the sense that she, like, she says that it's a turn-on or whatever when she gets handed that gun for the first time. But then, like a, a very Bonnie and Clyde esque shot where they make the yeah. gun very phallic in the sense of where yeah. she goes over when over the narration, it kind of turned me on as she grips the 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 barrel of the gun. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. Uh, but like for the rest of the movie, she just kind of she goes along with everything, and it's never particularly explained why. But it is, like, again, it is like he's my husband, and yeah, people do do that. And it's, yeah. Again, it's, like a tra- was... it's a it's a tragic, it's a fucking tragedy, isn't it? The whole yeah, it story. really is. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's similar. It's similar to the Michael and Kay situation. Different, different it relationship. Is. But like, how? <laughs> yeah. How how the crime organization could just be such a tragic landscape for love. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. I mean, even like, I mean, he fucking like he's just as bad off as she is. It's not like oh he's yeah. become a monster. It's like the pair of you are just absolutely. Yeah, the pair of you are like I wrote down a note after a while. It was the um, do you remember the bit when uh, she he wakes up and she's pulled a gun on him. Yeah, um, that's a, that's and then a good he, scene. It's a great scene. And then when he pulls the gun on her afterwards, I wrote I got to the point where I thought I, I need to make this note where I put. Good fellas, more like terrible blokes. I mean, which is yeah. an excellent joke. So thank you. But yeah, everyone's a terrible person in this movie. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. mate. Yeah, e- everyone is awful. Like <laughs> they're all the worst. Like it's even it, it even gets to the point where it's like he comes out of jail. He's trying to find the cocaine. She goes, "I flushed it." And then you just know it's like, oh fuck again. Like you just know yeah. at, that, at that point. It's yeah, not, yeah. And then he's like freaking out. They're both crying on the floor at that point. And it's just like, God, at that point, you look at them and you go like, do something. It's, do so, it's something. kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, because again, like... again, you watch the, when it when you first see the scenes of like, he's cheating on her. And you go, what? A, Henry's a dickhead. Yeah. Poor Karen. And then he gets to the point where Karen's pulled a gun on Henry. And it's like, Ooh, this okay. Yeah. But, but this, that she's unstable. She's very unstable. They're yeah, that this is not good at all. And then you get to other scenes where it's like they just where they still stick together. There it goes. Oh well, you're kind of perfect for each other there, like. And yeah, then, exactly. And then he gets again to the scene about where they flushed the, the cocaine, and they're just crying in the crumple. It's like you're just a shell of you for themselves. You just look at yeah, the state of this. Just, yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of a sad tale, really, of watching them both deteriorate as people. Yeah, I think it also helps as well, like. Yeah, we see them beforehand, like, yeah, and neither of them were exactly like, I loved Henry, I loved Karen, I was never like that with them, but you at least, yeah. saw, you at least saw them, like, ah, they sound, 
Yeah. Like, are they, they're good for each other. I'm like, no, they're like, cool. You know what I mean? It's you look like, back to that first date. Like, mm. it's just sad. Like, I, I noted it, like, the contrast between pre-marriage and post-marriage is fucking, like, again, because, again, what's the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the, all before marriage, you know, it's all, it's the honeymoon phase, isn't it, with it all? Yeah. Um, how we all know it. Um, and, you know, oh, they love each other. The, the wedding's great. It's a lovely mm. time. Yeah. And then the first thing we see them, they're staying at uh, her parents' house. He's back yeah. home. He doesn't get back home until the early hours of the morning. There's already somebody like, ah, okay. Mm. There's this. Yeah, yeah. Immediately we're in this stage like, ah, oh, okay, it's not all perfect then. Yeah. And as soon as he shows up at the door and she starts shouting, he just gets back in the, door, in the car with your patient and just drives off. So, mom! <laughs> yeah, it's like, you did it. Yeah, this is not. And then just and then and then Pesh, you're like, Yo, what the fuck's the matter with you, Henry? What's wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> As it's like, mate, could you have done this earlier? What are you on about? Yeah, like come on. Like Pesh's like Tommy's like, you're an idiot, Henry. It's like, were well, you with him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you mean? So, yeah, I don't know. Um and the way um yeah, that's yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah, okay, let's talk about mainly the script side of things now because mm. Uh, one of the things I've got is like I love um, the script structure plays like a frag plays like fragmented memories. Uh, it's there's not really a through line narrative. It's almost like an anthology of Henry, Jimmy, yes. and Tommy. Like there's yeah. not there's not like again I'm use I'm referring to Godfather because it's the a mob mm. film that we can refer to. How that does have a through line plot. It's like yeah. Don Vio gets shot. Michael puts the head out. Michael goes. So you know, there is a through line. There is a yeah, beginning, yeah. there is a definitive beginning, middle, and end, and there mm. is that to an extent with Goodfellas. But there's not like at the beginning, this one thing happened, and then that's the carry on throughout this whole thing. Yeah, no, it's more things. You you see him get into the world at the beginning when he's literally a child. We cut like you know, however many years into the future, and he's an adult now. He's in that world, and then you just watch his life for a bit. And then you slowly watch it deteriorate and go to shit by the end. Yeah. There isn't really a, an actual, like, he does this. It's not like he's going, oh, he's found that he's got a tip about this big score or whatever, and they're going to steal this and then blah, 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 blah. Like, that happens nearer the end. Yes. But it's not like the movie is, let's prepare for this big job or whatever, and then you slowly watch it all go downhill. It's, yeah, it's, it's more lenient than that it's not really a strict plot i think that's what you can see like that's what makes the film a bit more digestible we're watching a load of smaller narrative points yes that makes yeah, it yeah. that makes like a two and a half hour runtime feel like it's went by so quickly exactly like i think that's i think that's the deciding factor for me in which one of which scorsese film is my favorite on any given day it's like if i want a more structured like story and i watch the story and i get invested in that story i'll watch the departed yeah because that is a structured movie yeah. where you know like there's twists and turns and it's like a thriller sort of thing and then this is when i'm like i just want to have a good time and enjoy a movie that kind of flies by but you you watch just cool shit happen for two and a half hours yeah yeah because again we're talking about scenes we're like the ah uh, the do yeah. i look like a clown scene the, the, yes. the wanna scene even the um again we didn't even really talk about what he pistol whips the dude, which is one of my favorite scenes. Oh my god, his face when he turns around and starts walking back to the to the house, 
like really those face after he's done it is amazing do you know the mini little story behind that i don't know fact wise i'll throw i don't have you know what i'm being honest i don't really have any trivia for this section for this film. Oh, damn, okay. yeah, that's all, fine. more so because there's fuck loads in imdb it's like just look it up just yeah look just it. look at it it's um, fine but specifically relating to that scene is re- uh, and just generally is uh, Ray Liotta's mother died of cancer during the filming. Uh, Liotta says that he uses anger over Luz's mother for certain scenes, the pistol whipping scene in particular. So wow, so, okay. So that you, you you're, you're see talking about like anger. You're talking about emotion and frustration, Leo. That's yeah. that's that's Ray Liotta. That's not. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because his genuinely his his face when he turns around is like a perfect encapsulation of, and I'm not saying I've ever done this, but when you get really angry and then you hit someone or you kick someone, and then it's just that adrenaline inside you, and you're like, fuck, I die. Like it, it's so well done. It's so like again, uh it's cathartic. Like, it's, that was one of my favorite scenes in these mob mafia films. Like again, there's mm-hmm. that one scene where James Kahn just bats uh, um, Connie's uh, abusive husband. Like that's yes. sat- that's a satisfying scene. Yeah, um, yeah. And same thing with this. It's a it's so raw. It's just so mm-hmm. like again because yeah, we're, yeah. we're watching these people do bad things, but excuse me. But we're also watching just people as well. And there's more yes. again. And we understood these relationship between Karen and her neighbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, she's, you know, we don't hear exactly what happened. We don't need to. We just know like, oh, this dude fucking did yeah. some of it. He, 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 did, he, did a, he didn't do a good thing for Karen. Yes, and it's like, exactly. And, yeah. and then when he just goes, he pulls up, he goes, and he goes like, go and clean yourself up. It's like, fucking shit. Okay, okay. And again, you know, something's going to go on. One shot again, we're not getting these rapid fucking cuts, it's just following. Yeah, yeah. You see him just like walking up at that moment. There's nothing gonna stop him, nothing no. at all. And then he's like, Hey, what do you want? Bah, bah. bah. Again, the sound yeah. design as well. It's like a it, it, it sounds like it hurts so bad, yeah. And the and the very cathartic satisfaction. Like, if you ever touch her again, I'll fucking kill you. And then just one yeah. more bang walks back, just like, yeah, just like. Place the gun at that other guy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, don't, don't shoot, shoot, don't shoot, please. Oh <laughs> my god. You bitch. You yeah. bitch. It's just like again, that's that's one of my favorite things is watching in mob films, is watching mobsters beat other shit shit bags. Yeah. Shit out of other motherfuckers. Um it's a little bit different when they start beating the shell of a Billy Bats, where it's like, cool, he just made a bit, he, he, he just did a bit of like a he just kind of busted his he was like, Oh yeah, go get your shine, go get your shine box. Yeah, again, again, like the talking about the anthology kind of structure to Mm. it, like that scene in particular is a really good, is a really good thing because you just spend like suddenly you're spending 10 15 minutes of the movie or whatever watching them go to a bar. Tommy gets insulted, they kill the guy, maybe by accident, maybe not, wrap him up, put him in a car, and then they end up having to have tea at Tommy's mum's house, and then they go and bury the guy. Yeah. Like that's just a little fifteen-minute segment. Does it have anything to do with the rest of the film? Not really. But they, it's like they, they end up they end they end up having to dig him back out because like oh people are gonna find him. Yeah, exactly. And it's just it, like, but it's a nice little kind of anthology little story thing just that just happens in the middle. 
yeah which I, I appreciate how it's it's stretched like that it's it's nice it works really well yeah um is there anything in particular you want to talk about the script is it or did you no i can't a, okay i can't really think of anything else it's literally just again like going back to the the fact like one of the first things i said about the movie it's just so fucking efficient yeah one it knows thing- exactly what it wants to show you and it shows you it in good time you know oh it's yeah yeah again so it's a quick film. It's a yes. quick film. Not a relaxing film, I don't think. I wouldn't put this no, on the chair. Again, no. you get all the big hubbub. And again, that's that's very much again, just the oh no, yeah. no, hey, it's just, yeah, it's, it's it, there's a lot. There's a lot going yes. on that you almost feel exactly. like I need yeah. I need to just fucking chew my senses in because I'm gonna miss something. Yeah. Uh, one point that I put down is like specifically talking about the actual story and the actual mm. relevance to the script. Um I I like the fact that a mob story like this is doing a uh, a lost soul premise to an extent. Because again, yeah. we always again a lot of mob films are almost destiny and fate almost. Like mm. it's like, oh well, I was in born in the family. I was bound to get to this point. I was done like yeah. this. I was done like this. There's never that moment in this film where it's like, I was meant to do this. I mean, if anything, it's Tommy, but even Tommy isn't, like his story isn't, I yeah. was meant to. It's, we, we, have, we have Henry Hill who's like, he wants to do it because he wants to be a, be a part of something. Yeah, he feels like he belongs there. Yeah, is yeah, what like, he basically says at the beginning. And, oh, you know, you, you, you get, you're around people, you get accepted, you know, people respect you. And even at the very end, it's like, he's like, yeah, I'm alive, but oh God, I miss it still. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, so the whole point, again, the whole story wasn't like, I want to be a gangster because fucking, yeah, gangsters are cool as shit. It's like, I just wanted to be yeah. accepted. And I was. Yeah, exactly. Which is something that he says about his dad, I think, which is quite interesting. When he says that, like, dad never understood that it's like, it's, it's you want to be a part of something sort of thing, which I didn't know if he was referring to the fact that his his dad technically immigrated there, did he? I think so. Because he said his dad's Irish. Yes, yeah. And, and immigrated to the UK, so that, not to the UK, to America. Um, so, yeah, he, say, he says that, which I always found quite interesting, of being like, you know, his dad never understood about him wanting to be a part of things, which is... Yeah, like, just fit oh, in, just fit in. Yeah, That's yeah exactly. Of, yeah. Which, yeah, like, it's... It's cool. And again, I don't think we get much mob stories like that in the sense of like, yeah, why nah. do you, like, if you weren't a family, if you weren't born into the crime, how mm. does, why does someone get involved with it? Exactly, Cause, yeah. Because again, you see them just all hanging out, bullshitting, yeah. drinking, eating, you know, that's where they find their wives, that's where they have found, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, yeah. it's it is almost like you sign up and then, uh, and then you've got your life sorted, almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, do you uh, want to? Um, do you want? Do you want to have money? Do you want to have loads of mates? Do you want a wife yeah. guaranteed? Do you want family? Yeah. Be a part of the mob. Yeah, it's 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 really like it's a really different take in com- for the time that it came out. It's an incredibly different take on on the mob in a movie, and I, I like it a lot. I think there was only one other thing I wanted to say about the script. Actually, yeah. um, I don't know if this is actually a thing or if I've just made it up. But, right, there's a bit in the movie where Karen is freaking out about him maybe going to prison or whatever. Yeah. And he's, 
And he says specifically, no one goes to prison unless they wanted to go to prison. Because he gives a specific example about someone saying, you know, about saying that someone specifically went to prison because he made himself get caught because he was sick of his wife. And he's like, and I'm not sick of you or whatever. And then later on in the movie, he goes to prison. And I like, my first thought was that line coming back to me and me being yeah, like, fuck, that's only going to make their relationship so much worse. Yeah. Holy Jesus. <laughs> yeah, because she's good. Yeah, that's, that's that underlining thing there. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Ah, it's like the way that the movie's framed around the interpersonal relationships between these characters that you like and they're all very interesting characters that when something big like that happens you're not going ah oh, shit that's a cool plot development or whatever you're going oh no <laughs> she's gonna like think that he wanted to go to prison because he hates her sort of thing which yeah, at that point he kind of does already anyway but then yeah it only makes things worse yeah this so, is a yeah. film this is a film that like you could say oh this is a great character film but then you, mm. but then I think that's also negating the script. But then if you go, yeah. oh, this is a great story-based film, and I feel that's negating even like the cinematography, or yeah. like if you praise that more, so then you're negating the editing and then negating the sound. You're, you're negate to just solely praise one thing about this film. You're negating it's, everything else. That it's yeah. just, it's just everything makes the film fucking great. Because again, we can go, man, the acting's great. But is it because mm. of the characters that were written for that? But is it because exactly. of but is it because of how the story was edited that we like mm. that? But how about the shots that were used within the editing? How, you know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. Like, it's 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 you all can't have, you, you can't have one without the other. That's the perfect yeah. example. And I think that's the reason that this movie's I would I would call it a masterpiece. Oh yeah. Because you can't just talk about one aspect of it without negating the rest. Yeah, no. it, it's and again, it's a perfect like bridging point for I think for a different era of film in the yes. sense because if you look at the nineties, what was the nineties? It was full of like cool crime indie flicks. You know, mm. you look at films like Pulp Fiction, Tarant the Rise of Tarantino, and like yeah. uh, Robert Rodriguez and stuff like that. You know, Pulp Fiction is very much so a very it is a crime film. It's a Yes, yeah, yeah. I would throw it in a mob genre by yeah. kind of like definition. But Goodfellas has that the grit to it, but it also still almost feels like an old Hollywood film in like yes, yeah, yeah. Kind, kind of how it's presented almost. Mm. Yeah, yes, yeah. I agree with you. It's really fucking cool. Goodfellas. I don't think we've said anything new that anyone hasn't seen. No, no, not do I, but uh, it's but a good it's, movie. If you haven't seen it, Julia Colley. Watch no, it. She she hasn't yeah. said it. I because I said to her, "Oh, you can listen to the podcast this week because we'll talk about Goodfellas." And she went, "Oh, I haven't seen Goodfellas." That's what. That's just something you would assume. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, is... we're, talk, we're talking Goodfellas. Yeah. Okay. For a then film that... student, you'll watch Goodfellas. Come yeah, on, throw her in the bus as well. A film student has watched yeah. Goodfellas. Yeah. yeah. God. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you you best you best uh cover your tracks there. Um, <laughs> one other one other uh, two little uh pointers I want to say little tidbits of trivia that I want to say before we yeah, move on. Um Ray Liotta turned down the part of Harvey Dent in Batman 89 in order to yeah. make this movie. Yeah, which is 
like what what <laughs> i mean i know that i know that he did but i've i've heard that before i think it was in the trivia for a batman 89 video i was watching yeah yeah that, that really uh, turned down the role of two fist to be in this and you know what good choice ray well done i mean a star and role in a scorsese film or yeah a barely supporting role in a superhero film in the 80s that was a genre that was not proved at all yes and then to be replaced in the next one with Christopher Tommy Walken. Lee Tommy Lee Jones. No, because oh. Christopher Walken was going to be, yeah. Oh, was, really? Well, Christopher Walken's role in Batman Returns was supposed to be Harvey Dent. Hutch has just emailed us. That's terrifying. I, ju- I saw the exact same thing that I just yeah. saw. Welcome level six. Oh, and that, that will be something we saw. Oh, Christ. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> I, like, I really hope it's not sending me what you've got of your pitch. I haven't got anything much. I've been remaking Bear Hook for you for the last fucking six weeks. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, sorry. The last bit of trivia, which I find really interesting. Yeah. Uh, Al Pacino was offered the role of Jimmy Conway. He turned it down due to fears of typecasting. The same year, the same year, Pacino ended up playing an even more stereotyped gangster. Big boy Caprice and Dick Tracy. He admits that's regret- hilarious. He admits regret in this decision. <laughs> of course he would. Fucking idiot. The only thing you're known for is doing gangster shit. You still do. And I know me. I know we know him from other things, but yeah, but he still does it now. He was in the Irishman. <laughs> well, he wasn't a gangster in the Irishman. He wasn't a gangster in the Irishman, but he was in it. He was yeah, in a gangster okay. film, but yeah. yeah. Um, I am going to now. That is the end of the uh, spoiler discussion section. Yeah. But, but before we get on to our favourite, our favourite section, um, I, I didn't. I did include. We're going to have a little bit of an intermission in the intermission podcast because <gasps> break things up. I didn't. Uh, I was going to use this time to just bullshit a bit because. Uh, we weren't, I was meant to do this in the actual bullshit section, but then I got carried away with actually talking about legitimate things. So, mm. yes, let me take a okay. sip, and then I will no longer be professional, Oscar. What was that accent? No longer. No longer. I will no longer be a professional, Oscar. Now, that was very somewhat from Harry Potter. So, yeah. it is, it is a little... Is now this is a story all about how I went to a wedding last week. Um, <laughs> true, accurate. There you go. Um, first of all, no one has come up to me to confront me about Godfather 3 opinions, so good, excellent. It's a good start, slight disappointment, I will say. Um, mm-hmm. and I will say there was no mob stuff that happened in the wedding, it all went perfectly okay. fine, went wonderful. <laughs> there was nothing <laughs> of the sort. Mm-hmm. When we got down, right, first of all, I got handed Prosecco. I don't like Prosecco, so I just start sipping it because I'm like, well, I need yeah. to be polite. This is when everyone's getting the photographs taken, Robbie. Right, so, okay. So, yeah. you know, and mm. I, ended, I ended up like training myself to like it, and it's fine. Yeah. It, ended, it ended up being like water for me, which is dangerous to say. That's very dangerous. When anyone goes, you know that alcohol ended up feeling like water to me. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. I only had, I only had two proseccos, so so one for okay. the time when we were outside, another time for when we did the toast for this, mm. for this at the end of the speeches and all that. Yes, yeah. solid speeches as well. Um, yeah. Then we went downstairs to the disco, 
uh, which um, was very enjoyable. They had glasses of Prosecco at the bar. And then yeah. I got told, oh, and they have like a cocktail as well. I was like, what cocktail? I'm like, oh no, a cocktail. So, oh, then, so then me and my cousin, we went up there, um, we looked, and my cousins also prefers cocktail over Prosecco as well. And it's in mm. the Prosecco glasses, but we can't tell what it is. It's like just orange. I'm like, this looks right. like J2O. Sipped it. It just tastes like J2O. Robbie, I couldn't taste a single piece of alcohol in this. That's even more dangerous. That's so, terrifying. Yeah. So, so I'm sipping away. Well, I, I start, I, I have one glass. Yeah. Fine. When again, another one because it's free. I didn't. I didn't spend any money on alcohol this that this night. Because so, I just got given prosecco, and then I just got given these, and I just kept taking these glasses because no one else was having them. So me and my cousin were like, "Well, let's get another glass then." And yeah. then and then they would just get replaced again. So you know, ah, it's just <laughs> oh, this so, is fantastic. This is amazing. <laughs> and so uh, again, never paid once. For any alcohol in this night, I recommend weddings oh. for this reason. Um, yes. And then eventually, uh, Louise, who was the bride, um, was on the dance floor. Very little people on the dance floor. I'm disappointed in that section. Come on. Yeah. Come on. So I would join her a few times as well, mm. having a whale of a time. Um, okay. uh, but also, uh, before I go on that, the alcohol kept coming kept going there was one point where like yeah. i had one glass with me this might be my second glass actually and then my cousin and my auntie who are bad influences on me <laughs> because they encourage me to do ridiculous things and robbie you know me if someone goes oscar do that i analyze the situation first and i go could i do that and i go yeah i could and i just do yeah, it don't on. i um, yeah, yeah but then there was one point where my cousin went no my auntie went down the drink and it's a Prosecco glass, I want to add as well. And I went like, I, I don't think I could down it. And then Pop Jean, I just name dropped her there. My cousin, uh, <laughs> all right, she's, there you go. I don't think she can. My cousin, Poppy Jean, then went, go on, down it. So I went, all right, then I tried. I got halfway and then I did it again. So I could do it in two. Okay. And so yeah. then that was my second glass. And then my cousin, and then Pop Jean went, should we get another one then? I went, yeah, may as well then. And then, so I got another glass, sat down again. Then my auntie then went to my mum. Did you see him down it? And my mum went, no. And I went, yeah, see, I could do this. And I just did it again. I went, oh, Christ. I need another glass then. And then, so, <laughs> and then oh, all I'm saying is, I thought I counted four. And when I had four glasses, and my mum went, you had more than four. And I went, oh. how, I went how many did I have? And my mum went, I don't know. So, <laughs> Oh, well, that's terrifying so so and then there was one point when i sat down and then one guest who was there mm -hmm. uh went me I, I sat outside and then one of them went are you all right oh yeah i'm fine she and she went are you a little bit drunk i went just a little bit yeah and then uh and she, and she went all right i went was it obvious and she went yeah i went how <laughs> how i went how can you tell and then there was glow sticks there as well because it was a lovely disco yeah. time but yeah, then there yeah. was like there was like this hairband with like glow sticks on it because i went to my niece because she handed my eight-year-old niece was handing glow sticks out to people she didn't give me one so i went to her this was at the beginning of the night i went i went where's the glow sticks at so then she just handed me this headband with four of them in it so then i was wearing this tiara 
of glow sticks, basically. Um, so then this person that went to me was like, oh, because you had the glow sticks on your head. I went, I was sober then. I didn't have a drink. And she, went, oh, and she went, was that, she went, oh, was that just you? Was I went, yes, that was literally just me. <laughs> but, but basically, so then oh. I also had a few, by the time I had a few drinks, I was on the dance floor. Louise, the Louise, the bride went. There's the DJ. You go to him to um, request songs. I went. That's yeah, a dangerous yeah. Louise. You don't don't tell me that. Yeah, yeah, that's and terrible. Went, and she went. Why? I went. That's a dangerous thing. Telling me to pick the playlist for a wedding. Yeah. yeah. And she went. Why? I went. It'll become emo night. Yeah, exactly. To which then Louise went. I love emo night because she likes my chem. She was a big my chemical romance yeah. fan. Yeah. And I went. No, but I'll, I'll put last resort on, and I won't censor myself. <laughs> I'll literally go, I'll literally just start the thing and I'll just go, cut my life into basic. It'll just become <laughs> that. And then it's, it won't be fun for anyone. I'll just make a knob of myself. Um, <laughs> but long story short, I was on the water for, for, the, for the rest of the night. Um, oh, brilliant. Oh, <laughs> Christ. And surprisingly, oh. I woke up half an hour before my morning alarm. <laughs> I don't well, know. Everyone in the morning was like, how's your head? I went, I'm fine. I was not hung over one bit. I don't know how it did it, Robbie. Um, well, I, I had a bit of a, a hullabaloo the other day, about two days ago. Go on. Um, as of recording this. So it was Julia's birthday on Christ. I don't know. Where Tuesday? Some... Where? where... Tuesday. Yes. Tuesday. It was Julia's birthday on Tuesday. <laughs> I want to say, I, I only remember that because we were meant to be recording this episode then and then he couldn't because yes. of that reason. I yeah, don't yeah. know. I'm not one of these people who, who just knows my mate's girlfriend's birthday. Yeah, I was like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was Julia's birthday on Tuesday. Uh, we went out for a meal for to celebrate that on Friday, which I had booked. Uh, I couldn't think of any fancy places. So I picked the only fancy place that I know, which is a place called Al Porto in the Hull. It was very nice. Well done, everyone. Uh, anyone who works there, that's well, well I, don't, I don't know. It was nice. It was a very, very nice restaurant. Um, but I was ordering, right? And I was looking at the menu, flicking through, and I was like, I, I want a fucking steak. Right? <laughs> so I, I looked through. I want a fucking steak. I want a fucking steak, man. Oh, yeah. Right? No, but like, <laughs> like, it was but like that, this. That's the, that's, the, that's the Hartlepool influence coming out, Robbie, then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was like, I want a steak. So it said it was there was a thing that said it's a fillet steak on a on a on a bed of toast, right? With pate on the toast. Right. And like a red and like a red wine sauce. And I was like, that sounds really good. But I want I want chips. Right. So I was like, I'll get an extra side over of chips. But we looked at the price, it was like 26 quid for the for the steak with the pate and the toast. Right. Right. And then it was like an extra four quid for some uh, for some chips, right? Mm. And I was like, a thirty, uh, a 30 quid meal, maybe not. Thirty quid, probably not, right? So then um, Julia said, if you're wanting steak and chips, you probably go to this section, right? Which is like said like dry cured meats, right? So right. It, was, it was it was meats that had been cured for about a week, right? And uh, you can pick a, 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 a T-bone steak, a ribeye steak, or a, or a sirloin steak. And uh, I went to pick the sirloin, right? Because she said every single one of those comes with chips and a, soy, a sauce of your choosing, right? She, so she said like, like that. A sauce yeah, of, exactly, like, of your choosing, right? So I was like, oh, that sounds fantastic, right? 
So I had a look, and it was it was it was written it was written weird. It said so that instead of having a price next to it, it said eight pound fifty per a hundred grams of steak, right? So I thought that's weird. Uh, I don't want to pick the the weight of food that I have. I don't know how, I don't know how that works. And Julia said, "You're a fucking moron." You realize that they have cuts of steak in the kitchen. They weigh it before they bring it out to you. And so say if it's 300 grams, you will then pay £8.50 times three, right? And I was like, oh, that makes more sense as opposed to me going, I'll have 300 grams of steak, please. (laughs) (laughs) So that was weird. But um, the lady came over to order uh, and I was like, hello, please may I have this sirloin steak, please? And she goes, ah, yes, uh, sorry, the, uh, we only have one cut of that steak in at the minute, uh, and it's 700 grams, right? <laughs> and I, <laughs> I was like, that's about, that was nearly a kilo of steak. <laughs> um, so I said, could you not cut it in half? You know, <laughs> like, like, is it impossible to cut 700 grams of steak into, I don't know, two 350-gram slices of steak? Is it that difficult to do? Can you, just use, no. can, you, can you just use the scales that you already have used to clearly weigh the fucking thing? And exactly. then just cut and she, said, she said, no, no, no. Uh, they come out uh, as, the, as the cuts of meat that we are delivered, and that one just happens to be a 700-gram steak, right? And I said... Right, that's a lot of steak for me. And she's and I, I also Julia just like kicks me to the table to be like, put in your fucking calculator, right? And I was like, oh yeah, eight pound fifty per hundred grams. That steak would have cost fifty nine pounds fifty. No, it wouldn't have done for a steak and chips for nearly a kilogram of steak for no reason and chips, which is fuck you money, quite frankly. That's like the, that's the kind of money where a rich man comes in and they go, I want a steak and chips. I don't care how much it is, and they'll eat half of it and leave the rest because they've got that much money that it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Whereas me, <laughs> no. <laughs> little Robbie Tweedale. Exactly. So I ended up getting the, the little fillet steak on the on the toast and pate with the red wine salsa, which was still like 26 quid. I just for that. And I got it without chips. Quid. Yeah. And I got it without chips and just groveled about it. And I ate it, and I, it was really tasty, to be fair. And then I looked at Julia afterwards and was like, oh, I only think I'd make this better was some chips to mop up the sauce, because this is really, really upsetting. Because it was just, like, loads of sauce left on the plate, and I couldn't do yeah. anything about it. Um, so, yeah, that was my story for the week. I nearly spent 60 quid on a steak for no reason. So, she, so Julia had a good birthday, did she? I think so. Yeah, she seemed to do, yeah. I, yes. I, I, I hope she did, yeah. If she yeah. did it, she didn't tell you. If she didn't, she didn't say anything, but she seems to be happy with her presence and stuff. And it was like, yeah, it was a good time. Good stuff. And on that note, let's, that was the little intermission in the intermission. Yes. Uh, and I, I also, just to continue the intermission for another like, like 15 seconds, um, uh, I checked the email from Hutch. He wants us to send uh, a video of what our film is going to be like we did for digital production. Oh, so. So just... that he can familiarize himself with our pictures before we show up. Can I just send him my PDF document? Why does he need a video of me? Doing? I don't know. He want he like he says, all we transfer him a short video presentation on what you will be pitching for the session. When for? Um, this is entertaining for you, love. By the way, yeah. Sorry, everyone. Um, 
He doesn't say. I'm Is guessing as soon as possible. He says pitches will commence on the second week, so a week starting fourth of October. Oh, okay. I thought it was the week we got back. But I thought it was. I thought it was gonna be like the Friday or something. Yeah. So I guess it's a week of doing nothing. He again. can get. He can get it when I come back from Norfolk. Um, yes. <laughs> you can have um, it from me literally anytime. I'm doing nothing with my time. <laughs> so. Um. Negative letterbox reviews. If you're. If you are new to this segment, we go on to Letterboxd, the, so, the social media site for film and all that jazz. And then we go to yep. said film that we've discussed. And then we look at the most negative reviews of the film. Uh, this week being Goodfellas, we are we are going to be going to the half a star reviews of Goodfellas. Oh. I'm interested. Same. Here we go. Half a star. More like Boog fellas. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. I'm missing it. <laughs> Robbie, I'm too old. Explain. Um, I don't think I think he's just trying to say boo uh, in the middle of a thing, just to be like boo and hiss. This movie sucks. But boog fellas. A boog? Yeah. Hang on. Let me Google this. You oh, read sorry. the next one and I'll, I'll Google what boog means. I will, Robbie. I, I, this review should give you enough time to Google that. Half a star. The B double O G? Yes, it is. Okay. Half a star. No. Have you found it yet, Robbie? Um, <coughs> the arch of a foot. Um, oh. It, the, do, you remember the, do, you, do you remember that animated movie called Open Season? Oh, yeah. Um... The, the bear in that movie is called Boog. Is that voiced by... It's voiced by Martin Lawrence, so it's got nothing to do with <laughs> <laughs> I'm very confused. I've also found, like, a definition saying the arch of a foot. Um, I Yeah, I've just... I've put into Google Images, and <laughs> this is one of the images that's come up. It's just so... Uh, come on. I can do this in the virtual background. But yeah, there we go. <laughs> It's just a picture of the, <laughs> the bear. For, for any of our audio listeners, it's just a picture of the bear from Open Season. It just says sex above it in like Comic Sans. Send that to Reese. Send that to the Swiper chat. I mean, I'm going <laughs> to. I will. Um, oh, God. I'll, rep- I'll repeat the review if you didn't quite hear it, Robbie. The second review is half a star. No. Right. Good. Boring, but yes, good. Third review. Yeah. Half a star. No. I'm not Again, fucking, I'm not fucking you, Robbie. It's not the same person. It's just it's, no, it's and then the no. It's not the same person either. Wait, what the fuck? What's, what's happening? <laughs> Both of these reviews have one like each. Is by each of them. It is as well. I bet they're mates. They've got to be mates. I, hope, I wonder if they're mates with fucking boog fellas or. <laughs> it was the same. They they post their review on the same day. They definitely watched at the same time. Right, yeah. a half a star. I went, no, let's move on. Um, okay. Half a star, bad fellas, because that's original. You're bad, dickhead. Um, half a star. Go on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read who this is by, because okay, if this, because if this account is what I think it is, this might be my favorite, new favorite account. Okay. It, it, it's by insane Google reviews. 
So I really hope that this is now an account that just goes that it that goes through reviews on Google about films and then just puts them on Letterboxd. What? What the fuck? So half a star. I yeah. asked I asked them to put mushrooms and sun-dried tomatoes with the pesto spaghetti, something they happily agreed to in the past. They refused because they don't think they belong together and that I'd return the food, then write a negative review. Guess what causes negative reviews? Lack of flexibility. Also, de dear chef, pesto is very one note. Mushrooms would add umami. Sun-dried tomatoes would add acidity and sweetness around the dish out please listen to your customers however the waitress britta was amazing she was the most pleasant thing about this experience so they've clearly gone confused with the goodfellas they've gone for my goodfellas the pizzas that's so funny that's fucking brilliant what a genius concept. That's going to be Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's got to be. So, uh, I think Boogfellas goes in Hall of Fame as well, just for causing the confusion that it did. But, but, but shout out to Britta, the waitress. Yeah, shout out to Britta. You sound fantastic. Who clearly was amazing. She was the most pleasant thing about the experience. Supposedly, um, yeah. She was the best. And on that high note, half a star, bad. Ah. Um, at least put the fellas on the end if you're going to try and be funny. Um, half a star. That's all sorts of foreign. <laughs> I can't read. Um, half a star. Good fellas. More like not good movie. Fuck off. Right. I'm going to say now. They can't hear. They're already written letterbox reviews. But fuck it. If you're just going yeah. to keep, if you're going to keep just being like making a pun about good fellas, the name of it. Yeah. Shit, get out of you're here. You shit. Right. You're here you shit. go. Half a star. After watching Midfellas and seeing Shit Pesci, Robert the Bad Actor, I've concluded this shit show of irrelevant unknown actors has made this more has made this movie awful. The only good part of the movie is when you're finished, and that's all. What's the one comment? Uh, two ticks. Brilliant. Um, um, What's the? God damn it. Half a star. I actually burst out laughing at how poorly made this is. Like, OMG, this is abysmal. Well, you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. You're an idiot. That's uh, clearly wrong. Half a star. They shot Christopher Molstianti. Okay. Is that a reference I don't get? No idea. Okay. Uh, Not had the name before. Only Joe Pesci entertain. <sighs> Half a star. Only Joe Pesci entertained in the film. Robert De Niro had had nothing to do. Don't know why he did this film. Any other actor can also do it. There is no proper plot, so no screenplay. Ignore this shit. You're a fucking idiot. Throwback to the Robert De Niro. Yeah, Robert De Niro. Jesus Christ. Hall of Fame has to go to insane Google reviews for that masterpiece of a fucking... Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's also, Boog. Uh, Boog. What? Let, is insane Google reviews... <laughs> what? What's going on here? They've only got one favourite film listed. 
Go on. It's the internship. <laughs> that, that's the one where Vince Vaughn and Ellen Wilson are at Google, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. They've got a review for it. I want to read the review for the internship. Oh, I want to hear the review. Uh, five stars. The internship is quite possibly the greatest film ever made. Vince Vaughn's best acting in any movie by far. The scene where he discusses exchanger gram and putting stuff on the line is unparalleled and should have uh. earned and should have earned him an Emmy nomination easily. <laughs> <laughs> Owen Wilson brings something fresh to the movie with his classic acting style and iconic wow, which is still funny um. as ever. The opening scene of the movie is probably the best opening scene of any movie ever, even being out Infinity War, where we see <laughs> that, where we see Thanos with the gauntlet on for the first time in the full scene. Owen and Vince absolutely kill um, Ironic by Alanis Morris, Morissetti, um, even out even out singing the artist herself. If you can only <laughs> if you could only watch one movie for the rest of your life. Make it the internship. Oh. I, have, I have seen this movie almost a double digit amount of times. I swear it gets better each time. I'm following this account. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's so funny. Not only have we found a Hall of Fame review, I think we just found mm. just, just an absolute Hall of Fame account. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. They gave Parasite half a star. Oh, is it going to be like... Um, are the family... A salient or victim? Um, Joker, Joker got five stars, and it's an essay, basically. Uh, oh, good, <laughs> brilliant. So, on that, the whole thing. on that note, that was negative letterbox reviews. Jesus Christ! Yeah, you know what? What a what a you know what? Most of the most of the reviews there were kind of shit. That just like sawed it. That was like that made everything worth it. That's hilarious. Well done, everyone. Um, <laughs> that was a good laugh. Um, yeah. So we come to the outro, the ending. Oh, my God. Episode 20. 20 episodes, Robbie. 20 Holy of these. Shit. How, where's the time going? I know, right? Um, I mean, when, back when I did heel pictures, uh, mm. we did we did the heel cast. We did a... We did our version of a podcast. And I, my goal, I always wanted to do a podcast. Uh, I was aiming for the Heelcast to be that podcast. I always wanted to get 100 episodes. I also thought it would be cool to almost have a 100-episode catalog. We got like 33 with it. Yeah. Uh, but Heelcast was very messy in terms of we didn't know what we wanted to do with it several times. It first started off being a bit like movie news things. Then we would choose mm. doing... Uh, specific topics then we would go oh then how about we use bullshit so we never really found an actual form with it uh yeah. whereas with this one i actually have a good feeling that we could get a one undie with this yeah i think so i mean there's more than 100 films to talk about so exactly. we've got we've got time got loads of it and i have no intention in disowning you robbie so cheers mate that makes me feel really good <laughs> I didn't get a promise back, so he's clearly the Anakin in the situation. No, I was implying that I was like from a foster home, and you just uh, you've got me, and you do have no intention of putting me back. <laughs> we're bored Please don't of send me back there, sir. We're bored of him. Let's send. Come on, yeah, send him home. Send him home. Um, but yeah, 
20 of these and also mid-season finale. This season's um, felt like it's gone by. Quite it really does. Quickly. And, of course, and of course, as we've also said, this is going to be the last... I mean, realistically, Robbie, this will be the last one in a little while that we'll be doing over Zoom because we will literally be in the same place for the next months. Boy, buzzing. Can't so, wait. So uh, the next few episodes, the rest of the season, will be in person. And yeah, look, look forward to the newish the, the the set it's not it's, right don't get yourself too hyped up ladies and gentlemen um, i am excited about it it's it's gonna it. it's fine it's fine but if you if you want to see what the set's going to be tune in next week um mm. and what are we going to be talking about well i'm glad you asked imaginary person i'm glad you've asked voice in my head um we're <laughs> we're going to um the category robbie chose uh, was yep. Charlie Chaplin. Oh, um, is it that week? Yeah, it's next next it week. Good? Next week. Specifically, we're going to be talking about the 1925 film, The Gold Rush. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to add specifically the 1925 theatrical version, the original version, not the 1942 re-release that Chaplin did. Okay. Uh, Chaplin re-released the film in 1942. It, it, he cut like 10 minutes out from it, I think, and he mm. gave it narration. So okay. it doesn't quite, it kind of takes away for some of the humour in my right, eyes. Okay. Uh, but we'll yeah. talk about the, the actual original 1925 version. I believe the film's on YouTube. I believe I've seen the film on YouTube. That's how I watched the films at first, because okay. they're all silent films and shit. So yeah, yeah. yeah but so Charlie Chaplin's The Gold Rush be next week's episode. Oh, first silent film as well, Robbie. Yes. Category, category that we have not covered on this yeah. on the podcast. Um, yeah, that's next week. Uh, this episode was fun. I'm not sure. It was fun. I, I feel like it might have been a little bit frantic, but I don't know. But it was a good laugh. We'll see. I mean, it was a short one. Where are we at? We've only, we've only been recording for about two hours and ten minutes. Oh, this is like Serpico. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yes, of course, I want to remind people of co- uh, description. Uh, what is featured within description is, of course, the Instagram and letterboxed links to each other and also the intermission Instagram link. Uh, let me double check to see if anyone has DM'd us because, yep, well, but, uh, I don't think they have. But if you want to send a message to us, I'll read it on here. Um, uh, and no, we still haven't yet. So, God damn it. All your friends, Robbie, saying, we're going to drop messages in. <laughs> I think they're real funny. A bunch of pussies. Funny. I'm calling yeah, out the. You're fucking you're bunch of pu- Give me the names and I'll call them a pussy. Go on. Uh, I got um, well, I got a message from Finn last night, actually. Pussy. Uh, <laughs> pussy, right? <laughs> they're all in Newquay at the minute. I couldn't go because I couldn't afford it. Um, and they were like, they're in, yeah, they're like having a little holiday in Cornwall. Apparently, they were playing a drinking game last night, and one of the one of the things was Finn messaged me like a forfeit sort of thing, and he said it just said something like, "Your new haircut is fucking embarrassing. Won't be seen dead with it. I'd cry if I had that haircut." And I was like, "Oh come on, leave it out. It's not, not, not bad. It. It's not bad. I like it. Yeah, it's fine. I haven't done anything with it today, but you know." 
Yeah. Just, just needed it up a bit, all right? Uh, I'll see what it looks like in person next time I see you, Robbie, because that's... That's me. Because, I mean, my hair's not necessarily flattering in this setting, but... No, my mm. mine's... The only problem with mine at the minute is because I haven't actually done it back like I usually do. So, because um, I, I can't be asked this morning, basically. But, like, the sides and the back aren't like shaved like they should be if I was just going to have it on my head like this. I understand, yeah. They're, they're, they're like specifically cut so that it'll go back and everything and look normal when it's back. Mm-hmm. So what do you want from me? Leave me alone. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, drop us, drop us a, uh, a DM if you want. We'll read it. Yeah. We'll also see recommendations if you want to throw recommendations our whole way. <laughs> Um, yeah. And also in the description, also in the description, obviously, as discussed at the beginning, so links as well to mind mm-hmm. and um, all those certain links. Um, again, I don't want to repeat myself too much, uh, but yeah. there you go. It's important to talk about those things. If you're, if you're feeling down, there's people there. There is, mm-hmm. there's contact information in the, in the description as well. And if you, and even if you're not, in a place like that, you can still look at the donation link, or even if you know someone that may be in a troubled place, uh, see how they are, check up on them. Uh, tell, tell them tell them that you're, that you're appreciative of them, because I feel that's some of that we all need to do at some point within, within our closed ones. Uh, no, matter how, no matter how hard you think you are, let them know. Let them know how you feel and also let people know that you do care for them if you feel like they are in a tough place. Yeah. And with that being said, uh, we will see you all in person next week. That was, oh, uh, what a harmony that was. I was like, And uh, right. it's like John Lennon and Paul McCartney back together again. I was going to say John and Yoko was going to be more of an apt comparison. There. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> so next, Bye, time everyone. next time, everyone. See you later. And bye-bye. Bye. Pipe drop. Nice. Jeez.